0: Look at me knowing how to do stuff. There you go. I know how to do things and stuff and things. All right, should we start the fucking hit the intro and then start talking about stuff? I say we get the ball rolling. Let me find where my cursor's at. Are you ready? I've been ready. If we're not back in five minutes, just fucking wait longer.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to... Another episode of GITM Podcast. It's a... Rebranded. It's a Thanksgiving episode. We're coming to you live on YouTube.
0: Thanks for giving me that big old long schlong. How was your Thanksgiving?
1: My Thanksgiving was amazing. I ate so much freaking turkey.
0: Oh, I know, dude. I went fucking ham. And then I found out there might be a problem. We might have to make two green bean casseroles in future years because apparently... Me and Better Half's brother. That's both of our favorite side dishes.
1: I don't like green bean casserole.
0: Oh, my God, dude. We were sitting there talking after Mm. dinner. I was just ripping up rolls and dipping it in green bean casserole. I'm like, this is going to make me explode out the backside, but it's okay. My
1: problem was (coughs) I had an issue. Diarrhea? No. I had a turkey issue. Was it dry? No. I got a turkey from work. Yeah. And I... Text my mother, who was going, who I was going to her house for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I said, "You didn't happen to buy a turkey yet, have you? Have you bought a turkey yet?" She goes, "Yeah." I was like, "Ah." Oh,
0: she said, "Hun, I've had the turkey for this year's Thanksgiving <laughs> since
1: 2016." Her turkey was defrosted and basically ready to go. And this was like Monday. Yeah, Monday or Tuesday. I said, "Well, I'm getting one from work. That's fresh." So she made two. So she said, "No, I don't need it." I was like, "Well," she said, well, "Why don't you just bring it over and I'll make it." So I've had I've been eating turkey all week since Tuesday.
0: Did she spatchcock it?
1: I don't know what that that's means. the way to go. Which, you like
0: open it up, not you like break out the legs and shit like that and lay it flat.
1: No, she just cooked it regular style.
0: Cock spatch. She
1: did it missionary.
0: We had a smoked one. We didn't even get to the fucking roasted one. So, so there's a whole fucking bird left over from that shit. So
1: come Thanksgiving, I did not even want fucking turkey.
0: Yeah. Well, then then you fucking throw in the fact that I am a lifelong cook and restaurant worker. So you've got the head of the household carving the turkey, and then he calls you-know-who over to help with, like, the little, like, to, like, de-meat the fucking drumsticks and shit like that. So you just got two fucking chubby boys sitting there slicing turkey and shit, and, like, it's like, one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me, the whole fucking time. I had, like, a half a fucking drumstick before I even sat at the table. Yep. And then I just, oh my God, I ate. I literally, I looked at somebody said something about me eating fast, and I was like, I've literally been caloric deficiting myself just for this moment. Just for this day. And then you remember that scene from, I don't remember which Star Wars movie it was, but the one where Kylo Ren and all the little walkie drone things are trying to kill Luke Skywalker, and they're just lighting him up, and he's like, more! And they're just fucking throwing rockets and lasers at him. That's what I did to the toilet the next morning. Nice. It was rough. It was rough.
1: I mean, it's just one of those. The best holiday, but the worst holiday.
0: It was uh, it was rough. I'm still. I literally. I No deviled eggs, though.
1: See, I, I hate deviled eggs. I do not want to see. It. the Just the smell of deviled eggs. Oh, God. I love a good deviled
0: egg. If they're bad, they're not good. Vomit up my intestines. A little hot sauce on them. Oh. <sighs> See it's mayonnaise. I even like the cranberry sauce at our. I take cranberry. See, I'm simple. I'm not a big cranberry sauce guy, but this one that better half's brother's fiance made was quite good. I am
1: simple when it comes to food, and you know, I want turkey or ham, both or both. Would you
0: like turkey or ham? Yes.
1: Mashed potatoes, gravy, Mm. green beans.
0: Mm -hmm. You don't like green bean casserole?
1: No, I'm not big casserole when it comes like corn casserole that's in green bean i I love green bean casserole Uh, those little
0: crispy onions on that motherfucker stuffing thank you for complimenting my shirt it is custom made i wanted to say it's barbie bitch but it was for a child's birthday party so i figured that would be inappropriate (laughs) true and stuffing that's that's it i don't want any of the other shit i just don't want
1: no corn see i'm i'm getting to the age where i do not see the point of eating corn it goes, it really just it goes turns, out the... What happens? It goes out the same way it comes in. It I mean, looks it really, the same.
0: It turns Like, corn, when you eat corn, it basically... Like, your butthole turns into, like, one of those old Looney Tunes characters, you know, when they're like... A fucking watermelon, and they're like... It at their enemy in the cartoon. That's basically what your butthole does with corn. Well, but with corn, it comes out looking the exact same. I know I chewed the shit. It's just like gum. What,
1: well, does it just reform itself in your stomach and then comes out?
0: Have you ever swallowed gum and then seen it in your stool later? No, I don't. No. It's a weird situation. I don't think I've ever swallowed gum. Actually. looks like you ate a
1: tooth. Huh. I've never done that.
0: Oh, Phil might have had another stroke.
1: Oh, yeah. I've spent three days in the hospital. That's one reason why we haven't been on air in two weeks. You know, that old chestnut. I spent a few days in the hospital again.
0: Well, while we're on the subject, uh, not to be insensitive or anything, but... I find out he texts me. I'm at the bar watching the Cowboys game, and you text me say, "I checked myself into the hospital. Uh, can you take care of the dogs?" First off, I look. Like, I like your verbiage, and you said, "Can you take care of the dogs and let them out and feed them?" No, I can't. Sorry. And then, so I'm like, "Okay, cool. Come home. Take care of the dogs." When we back when we had four, we're down to two again. Thank God. Yeah, and no, don't worry. They all went to very, the two that we got rid of went to very reputable Chinese restaurants. (laughs) Yes. I gave them to my cousins. Um, so I come home, I take care of the dogs. They're pieces of shit. Well, two out of four of them are pieces of shit. The other two are just fucking dumb. I love them. And then go to drop you some shit off the next day. And lo and behold, oh, I wonder what caused the tingly arm and the high blood pressure. This motherfucker didn't have his goddamn blood pressure medication for how long? A week, week and a half, something like that. This is a fucking, this is a reverse (laughs) fishtail. Something like that. I've heard two weeks. I've heard a week. I've heard a week and a half. No matter what, too long. What are you doing over there? I don't trust you. I don't know. she's like a werewolf with palsy. You know, life got
1: in the way. I I forgot to refill it.
0: You, you, life got in the way of me living. I was fuck?
1: <laughs> I was still taking the aspirins I have to take, the baby aspirins I have to take every day.
0: I don't think that they achieve the same thing in the same ah, way. fuck
1: it. You gotta die of something.
0: What else? Anything else happened? Joe Burrow died. Obviously, in, he's
1: jacking off a little too much, hurt his wrist.
0: In the eyes of all the fans, the Bengals are dead.
1: Speaking of football and Thanksgiving, I've come to a conclusion. What? What? Dolly Parton is immortal. She has taken all the heads, and there could be only one.
0: Honestly, I thought she was older than she is. She's only, she's 77. Exactly. She's 77. And I'd still break her off a piece. I know. I said something about her plastic surgery, and they, somebody at Thanksgiving was like, it looks pretty good. I was like, I'm not saying it looks bad. It's just very obviously plastic surgery.
1: Oh, but for 77, especially from a, like a, a far-out camera shot, I'm like, I'd tap the shit out of
0: that. She's got that thing going on.
1: But seventy-seven years old, and I mean, plastic surgery, hair dye, and or probably wig by now.
0: Yeah, and makeup. Jesus Christ! I don't know. Like, there's just something about that level of plastic surgery. Like Kim K is getting there too, where it's like your face starts to look like you're a character from like Ducktales or something like that. That just like 2D. It's like you have the beak and everything like that, but you can't see the depth yeah. of it.
1: I mean, but I will say, at least her plastic surgeon is worth the money.
0: How bad do you think Jack Harlow felt after he saw her halftime show set up?
1: They fucked him
0: in the ass. Hall. Yeah, he his, his looked like an 8-year-old like was the set director for Frozen on Ice. It looked like a mob hit just put plastic down. It looked like homeless people ice fishing. <laughs> it was horrible. And I'm, then they're like not, how, how do you want to perform this? I'm just going to walk around and look at the camera.
1: It not nothing it's not it was not him. It was this is the whole setup. Whoever it is, designed... Detroit. Hey, Detroit's coming back, baby.
0: Their football team. Maybe I didn't think they were going to lose that game. I thought they were going to go and steamroll them, but they didn't. But they didn't. So. What else? Cowboys kicked the shit out of the the Commanders.
1: Did you see? I did see something. There was a Native American group that filled up, a, filled out. It was had a petition going out mm-hmm. to bring back the Redskin name.
0: I do. Do you know how many fans they've, how many fans they've lost because of that shit? Yeah. Yeah. So, DeRon Bland broke the record for pick sixes in a season. Already? Already? Huh. Sweet. What else? Imagine what would have happened if fucking uh, Trayvon Diggs was still healthy. The guy that has most interceptions in a season on the same team. Jesus fuck. Jesus fuck. Fucking Jesus. I'm sure, Jesus did. Jesus fucks.
1: That is the best pickup line other than, hey, I'm the president. Hey, I'm Jesus. That is the ultimate
0: penny dropper. Hi, I'm Jesus. Praise me. By That's praise, I mean blow me. Touch my genitals. All right. Anything else? Oh, I saw the part of the uh, conspiracy theory behind flat earthers is, did you know that uh, forests are not real? Uh, we just think they are. Wait a minute. Yeah.
1: Forests are not real.
0: Yeah. We just think they are.
1: Then what is going on when I'm in a forest or Uh, a wooded area, which is what's all in your head. Where does, if there are no forests? I'm going to, I hate to do this to all the flat earthers. Much love to you guys. But if forests aren't real, then the house that you're living in, how is it built? Where does the wood come from?
0: Is, the ice wall? No. Oh no! I found a, a very interesting list of random conspiracies. There's a whole one about the Beatles. What about the Beatles? I'm, like they're all apparently dead and they're clones and they're fucking. Actors. Oh really? I've, I've only heard of the McCartney one. Oh, day. apparently they're he, he all dead. He died in what
1: 69 or whatever. According to some people, yeah.
0: the last one was John Lennon loved LSD. I was like, I don't think that's a conspiracy. I'm pretty sure that's confirmed. <laughs> yeah,
1: look at he he actually found Yoko Ono attractive. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So. He t- was on something.
0: I think one of them was like Ringo Starr was involved with like the CIA and somebody else to kill John Lennon. I'm like, who, what the, the fuck? Like, you're really reaching. One of them was stupid as fuck. One of them was, uh, <laughs> they have a secret lit store of st- songs in case they go broke. Pretty sure every recording artist probably has that. Oh, I'm sure
1: there's, cause what is a, there's a multiple albums out or in reserve for Prince.
0: Yeah, fucking, um,
1: never been released.
0: I'm pretty sure like outcast said that they've got like fucking like a dozen albums worth of music just sitting on hard drives. Yeah. They just never felt the need to release it. Of course, the Beatles probably have some fucking shit in the back back pocket.
1: What's the latest on the, uh, they caught the guy or they arrested the guy to kill Tupac, right?
0: Allegedly. And he, and did he throw P Diddy under the bus? Yeah, I think so.
1: Hmm. No, no new update on that.
0: I don't know, but there's uh, not a statute of limitations on murder. So no, there is not. Watch your back, there, Diddy. Bad boys do life. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> All right,
1: fuck. We, we are doing some true crime this evening, or I should say, Travis is doing true crime,
0: and we're doing. Yeah, this one's rough for anybody who doesn't know anything about this one.
1: Yes, this is fairly recent.
0: I'm aware of this. Hometown one. hero. Hey, what do you expect? out Fuck, you know what I meant to, I might just play it on my phone. What? I wanted to fucking cue up the uh, the interview by the guy that helped the young girls in this uh, story. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see that interview? I don't think so. Oh no. my God. I'm I, I'll, At the end, I'll probably just play it on my phone and hold it up to the microphone because it's one of the best interviews I've ever heard. We can do that, right? Yeah. As long as we're talking about it? Yeah. It's from a news station on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah. We're allowed to do it. Fuck you guys. What are they going to do? Yeah, you're gonna shut Demonetize. down our channel that we don't make money off of. Demonetize us? Cool. Yeah, we'll go to we'll go to fucking Rumble, bitch. I will give you a hundred percent of what I make off this live. Stream. We should try Rumble anyway sometime. But you don't you have to pay for Rumble to I don't be. Think owned? so? Do you? I think so. Well, I, I made us an account. Oh, well, if you do, we'll start. I haven't logged into it in fucking forever, but like I started as a, I made us a Rumble account. But I
1: thought for storage purposes, like to store your videos. Oh yeah, I don't I know. Thought,
0: I just know we can say whatever the
1: fuck we want on there. I thought there was a pr- you had to have a subscription, a pay subscription to yeah, store your shit.
0: Well, because I know I don't remember if I fixed all the verbiage in this, but I am going to have to potentially have to f- on the fly fix some verbiage in this because we're on YouTube. There is terminology that you, uh, is not YouTube. Just use grape, yeah, like we did last time, and phlebotomy.
1: Yes, this this
0: are we have
1: smart listeners. All of 10 of them.
0: Let's say butt stuff. Yes. Unwanted butt stuff.
1: And they will figure out what we're conversing about. Yeah. Just Fuck. like when my TikTok feed, always they're always talking about corn. Yeah. Which
0: is... Corn stars. Yes. Yeah. Oh, interesting story. Um, I'm going to have to doctor this one a little bit yes. to protect identities, but it's pretty funny. So coming back from an area in Ohio had to stop use the bathroom little emergency there was a text thread of something along the lines of like how you doing in there and then it was mayday and then it was like what's going on and then the next text read the meningitis and then the next text i receive she says isn't that like a spinal thing And then Well
1: There is such a thing as spinal meningitis.
0: Yeah. No. Autocorrect. It was Mennonites. There was like eighteen Mennonites (laughs) in this fucking speedway (laughs) on a road trip and this bathroom's just getting blown to fuck. And like they're lined up all the way back to the bathrooms. I don't know if they needed to use it or not, hopefully not. Because terrible, unholy things happened in those like things that they read about in their Mena Bible (laughs) happened in that fucking bathroom. And then What happens? You start hearing talking outside of the bathroom from the Mennonite people asking if if someone is still in there thinking, oh man, they really got to go and it's going to be really unfortunate when they get in here because the walls are peeling now. (laughs) But no, pretty sure it was because the guy that was delivering stuff to said Speedway started stacking shit in front of the fucking bathroom doors. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. so these holly jolly fucking horse-riding Mennonite fucks had to move these boxes for an escape from the shit house, the spaghetti factory, if you will, and then as like, which is even worse, because it's like, at that point, you know that they can see, like, they're Mennonites, they're more connected with God and everything, so they can see those little stink demon hands, like, fucking crawling their way out <laughs> the corner of the door while you're trying to slide out. And then you just got to make a fucking mad dash to the car and just hope that they don't put a hex on you because whatever Mennonite people do, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I'm sure they have some sort of... all
0: In all the movies, they seem to be cults at the end of it somehow. Aren't well, or- all religions cults? Yahtzee. Okay. So yeah, that happened. Well, Pleasant. Yeah. am trying to think of anything else hilarious happened. Probably. My life is just a fuck. I said it the other like a couple weeks ago. My wife, my life is just a living, breathing Wes Anderson film. Oh. So, oh, well, one more pop, pop oh, culture, uh, pop culture. Somebody uh, died. No, I'm didn't so- somebody die? Oh, I'm sure somebody
1: died. But R.I.P. Whoever the fuck you are. Apparently close to me, almost. Again, <sighs> I'm like a cockroach, baby. I just keep coming back. Um, uh Matt Rife. <laughs> What about have him? Have you watched his new special? Mm-hmm. I have not seen it, but apparently everybody- The one on Netflix? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Apparently, all the women are pissed off.
0: Why? Was he being chauvinistic?
1: Apparently, he opened up with a domestic, joke. domestic violence joke.
0: I'll it, have to watch it, because depending on the, well, how off-color it is, I'll give it to him, but, like, I, see, I don't know shit about Matt Reif. I, I didn't know. Dude, literally, <laughs> before I knew Matt Reif was a comedian, I knew Matt Reif from huh? Overnight. Overnight. The YouTube channel oh. that I watch. Oh, okay. They do investigations and shit. Like, they're not, like, I wouldn't say they're most the most credibly legitimate paranormal investigators, but they've got the money to get all the cool shit, mm-hmm. and they've got the money to get into all the cool places. They're right. one of the only people that have done an overnight at uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren's yeah. museum. I think twice. They did a live stream there for Halloween. They were there for, like, fucking 18 hours straight. That's nice. The longer, the more people donated, the more the longer they stayed. Oh,
1: yeah. But so, and here's my Personally, it's comedy. I agree. Nothing is off the table,
0: unless it, it like I, I get it to an extent if it's like really bad. But I don't see Matt Rife doing one. I've so heard so off joke. color. I've heard the joke. I have, but it, it's it's not.
1: It's not bad. It's a one yeah. quick punchline and boom and you're in and out. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> but all these fucking people saying he's ruining his career, he's an overnight success. This is what happened when you get an overnight success. For one first and foremost, he's not an overnight success.
0: Like he's had a semi quick come up for how no, for his he's age, a, but like he's had
1: a ten year run. Yeah. He was in the club for ten years. Like all great comedians. They all have a ten year fucking period where they're yeah
0: the only difference is your the time period from whence from whence people actually start to know who you are to when you're actually famous it seems like his was kind of quick right but But, so was burt chrysler's right
1: burt chrysler's only been big for five fucking years he was big before that not really (laughs) physically physically yes but
0: yeah that's right burn burt chrysler and i'm fat too i'm allowed to say that
1: and he's been he went to new york to do comedy in like 95 97 something like that we're talking almost 30 years ago
0: oh yeah speaking of fucking uh virtue culture virtueing or whatever the fuck it is i saw this video of some pink-haired girl saying that if you go to the gym strictly for the purpose of losing weight it's fat phobic fuck you as a fat person i will freely say i go to the gym I go to the gym to build muscle and lose weight.
1: So you're fat phobic. You've
0: yeah, I'm I'm, I'm. I'm afraid of myself. <laughs> I'm. a am offended by myself. I am offended by myself. If you listen here, fucking. I'm sure it's Stephanie with a ph and an ie at the end. Probably Stephanie. Probably Stephanie. Um, uh, uh, May, if you will. Maybe. Or Nicole.
1: Oh, those are bad too. Yeah.
0: You'd be offended by my fat if you had to be there when I took my shirt off, too. <laughs> Although it's much better than it used to be. There's very few people in
1: this world that have seen me with my shirt off. Very few people. That's yeah. A, that's an exclusive fucking list.
0: <laughs> but are you, if, the, are you the fat kid that wears the, his shirt yeah. in the pool? I wear jeans. I wear a three-piece suit in the pool because i am
1: fat and nobody needs to see that shit
0: i don't know I, I just like i saw that and it was this dude that i follow on instagram who's also like trying to lose weight and he's lost a lot of weight he's still big like bigger than me but he's lost a lot of weight and it was immediate he was like fuck that fucking train yourself be the best you and i'm like yeah what's fucking wrong with that eat a dick
1: well pete we were pussies the human race has turned into pussies anyway, real quick question finish up about that right Oh yeah. So he made this joke and he apologized and he, in his apology post or whatever, he said, if you want my full apology, hit the link below and you hit the link.
0: And it's a clip of the joke. No, it went to
1: like a, I don't know, like a Amazon type page of like, Special needs helmets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Classic. <laughs> that's that's just like that's,
2: that's
0: just what, don't watch comedy. Like if you're if you're sensitive, cool. Don't watch fucking stand up. That's comedy is. There's no such thing as punching down in comedy. Yeah. Or watch fucking just watch exclusively like Jim Gaffigan and Nate Bargatze and, and shit even like Gaffigan, that.
1: Gaffigan, all comics. To a certain extent, do punch down. To a certain extent, but what makes things funny is the unexpected. We, if you're going to do a domestic violence joke, you're going to have to. The punchline is going to be pro. That's what makes it fucking funny, because we all know domestic violence is bad. Yeah, but when you comedy comes around, it makes it funny.
0: Well, I mean, it's 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 just like racist jokes. Like 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 I'm not saying racism is okay, but like. Almost any human being would be a fucking liar if they said they never heard a racist joke and went, like, one at least one time in their life. I, I can't disagree with that. But that's
1: – if you are offended by comedy, then you're offended by life. That's the point of comedy. And it's that's no so fun. Is to point out the stupidity in life. Mm. And – even matt rife does not i would venture to say i'd bet he he probably has never hit a woman maybe he has i don't know but he does i would say he does not condone hitting a woman. but the fact that he made the joke is what makes it funny
0: for one he's, yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't it wouldn't, it wouldn't be so funny if like it was a comedian that like had like seven domestic, uh, right, domestic violence little, charges then we'd be like I, fuck you andrew dice clay
1: well, you know, that's be going, hey, Balsy, like, <laughs> he's speaking his truth.
0: But, you know. I- and see, now it's like, what's now everybody's going to give him shit because what's he going to do? He's either going to handle it like a comedian like he is so far or he's going to disappear off the face of the earth like Chris D'Elia did. And Chris, I'm not touching on anything. I don't fucking know. Like, Dalia and Brian Cowan, all those guys, I don't know if they fucking sexually assaulted or or not even sexually harassed. harassed. Or whatever the term, verbage. They may have. I don't know. I'm just using them as an example. I'm not saying they did. I'm not saying they didn't. I don't fucking know. Half that shit happened before I was even fucking old enough to know what sexual harassment was. Right. Well, here's the thing about cancel culture. You can't cancel anybody.
1: They'll just find a new outlet. Let's, like, we say something offensive
0: pretty regularly. You but see, but that's the problem. Nobody we're fucking nobody's so who gives a shit.
1: If you let them cancel you by
0: going into hiding yeah. and
1: apologizing, and say, Oh, I'm sorry. Don't apologize for shit.
0: Yeah. I mean like there's the only caveat to that is like personal lines individually. A a perfect
1: example of that is uh fuck, what's his name? From Oh goddamn, how can I Rogan's buddy. Which one? The one who moved to New Jersey. Fuck.
0: The one that moved to New Jersey. Yeah. The big one. Okay. Joey Diaz.
1: Joey Diaz. Jesus Christ. How did I blank out? Maybe I did have another stroke. Maybe Probably. i you lie. They tried to cancel him. And he said, fuck you, carcuckers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I fuck mean, you. Yeah. The only, the only line within that, like I said, is like personal lines. It's just like a lot of people talk about like the F word. Fuck. No. The derogatory one for homosexual people. Bagger, what baggitt? This rhymes with that, yes. <laughs> it rhymes with bagget. Like people are like, da, 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 da. I'm like, doesn't really apply to me because it's never really been a part of my vocabulary anyway. Right? Yeah. There's better insults for people. Here's, I've always come to
1: the words. We give way too much power to words.
0: I agree, but like They're just fucking. But bad. that's my whole thing. Is like somebody be like, I like that you don't say that because it's offensive. I'm like. I wouldn't even necessarily say that it's because it's a, an offensive word. It's just never really been in my vocabulary. I don't care to say it. It doesn't fucking, like... Oh.
1: I got. I want to talk about one more thing before we uh,
0: get started. So after, <laughs> we got 30 minutes of bullshit at the beginning of this episode. Before you. But no, like, that's just, it's just like, people are like, oh, well, do do duh, duh. I'm like, you can defend it one way or the other. I just don't. I've never really said it. So I don't fucking care your opinion one way or the other. Like... Yeah. I'm not the problem.
1: That's like somebody called me fat. I'm like, no shit, thank you.
0: Like, oh, oh, no. like don't give okay. a fuck.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm fat. I'm, there's fatter and there's people not as fat.
0: Yeah, thank I'm you. A happy medium. Yeah, you need to get in shape. Round is a shape. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, you you fat fuck. Yeah, well. Why don't you ask your mom how this fat fucks, yeah, get out of my face, fucking! I like that. Greg. Have you seen that TikTok where it goes, "Your
1: dick's the size of a"? It's got a husband, a wife, and a little kid, and somebody yells off camera, "Your dick's the size of a, of a TikTok." And the little kid goes, "That's why your mom's breast smells so good." Yeah, <laughs> I laugh yeah. every time I see that. Uh, I've seen it many times. I laugh every time. Boom! And the dad just spits out of his drink.
0: Anyway, oh, that will be my my kid one day
1: let's one last thing you are you proud of me from a few weeks ago
0: cuz you lived no
1: from before that The friday before that at the bar i handled myself very well at the bar
0: oh i was ready to beat the fuck out of that guy before you probably would have <laughs> a mother we got to talk about this cuz the more i think about
1: how much of a punk ass bitch was this motherfucker <laughs> Apparently, we were at the bar, me, Travis, and some friends. So I
0: almost, I want, I, like, I got fired up twice that night. I,
1: <laughs> we were, I was out smoking. We were out smoking, I believe. Yeah. We walked back in, and apparently, I bumped into a dude.
0: Apparently, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't. Feel yeah. It. And I hear somebody tripping. And he saw an opportunity, and this person saw an opportunity to not be the little bitch that he is whenever his wife's telling him how to live his life all the time. And I
1: turn around, and he's bitching and yelling you want me to apologize so a i didn't give a fuck yeah i said sorry dude didn't even know i did i apologize
0: and he kept running, he his, kept running fucking his mouth dick sucker oh
1: and then he kept running he kept running i was like dude i said i'm sorry what else do you want i'm i'm sorry dude because frankly i wasn't in the mood to fight yeah and i'm not gonna fight there Especially not over that dumb shit. I'm not gonna fight in that bar no matter what, unless you take a swing at.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's a difference. You know, but I'm not gonna fight there. Especially considering the, this whole time, this like 170 pound middle aged man is standing on my left, and I'm standing there dead in like dead center between the two of you. So I'm like, so I, I'm at the point now where like I'm like so, I was like his short little friend. Starts to sell him. to call. He's like, it's fine. It's fine. And I just, cause I just kind of looked at him cause I was like, it's getting to the point where like, if he's going to keep being a fucking prick, not, not minimizing your prowess or manhood in any way, but I'm standing right in between you. You're my friend. I'm going to look at this guy eventually and be like, shut your fucking mouth. Cause I can tell you right now, you're not going to do shit. No, because even if you want to do shit, not to sound like a hard ass, you're going to have to get through me before you get to him anyway, because I'm right between you two motherfucker. Like, and you make a move. I'm going to insert myself in between the two parties. And as soon as you start shoving and pushing on me, then we have a fucking problem. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking curb stomp your little five foot tall friend and I'm going to beat you to death with his dead body. Well, here's the thing.
1: It wasn't worth
0: a fight anyway. No. It's, a little spilled beer. I didn't give a fuck. The only reason I got fired up is because he just would not shut the he, fuck up. And here he kept going. And he, that wasn't, I can't even say I was fired up. I was just prepared for the worst case scenario. You
1: know, and was, even his his one buddy came and said, dude, I'm sorry. I said, dude, don't worry. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Your buddy was just being a fu- He, he was, was just being, being a prick. Being a drunk. Being a drunk. You know what he was being? He was being fucking insecure. Right.
1: So anyway, we go on about, and this dude is only what four feet away from us. Period. Anyway, we were pretty much sitting right there. Yeah, and I, I can hear him still chirping. He wasn't about to do shit. So a little bit of time goes by, and I, you know, he walks I, out of the corner of my eye. I see him coming this way. Like, okay, we'll see. I'm sitting there, and next thing I know, I feel he got he, he got me back. He elbowed me in the back, and I'm like. And I, the, per, the person sitting to my right, I said, I'm just elbowed elbow. And then he was talking this shit. I could hear him talking shit. I was like, dude, if I was 30 years, if this was 15 years ago,
0: <sighs> which is exactly why I was in the middle.
1: But here's the thing. If I would have told that, if he would have kept her, but I was like, okay, you, me, let's go outside right now. Yeah. He would not have went. And yeah. I would have said, Travis, and some of the other people that I knew, I said, nobody else walks outside this door. Me and him are going outside. Yeah he would not have went. Nah. I'd almost guarantee it. Yeah. And there were some people at that table that I'm not quite sure I would trust. You know, they get a little rambunctious. I don't know what side they would fall on. I think you know who I'm talking about.
0: I, I, I can handle it. But, you know... But if, I, if I if I remember everybody at that table, there's probably only one that might right. be an issue. And I don't think it'd be an issue once I told him to sit down and shut the fuck up. But... Here's the thing. If I like I just said, if I would have told that so let's
1: you and me go outside right now. Just you and me. Not your boys. Not my boys. Just you. Oh, and me. he
0: would have started chirping that shit, like, oh, let's do it right here, man. Exactly. With all your fucking friends around, pussy. He
1: didn't want to go, he didn't want to go down that one on one path. Yeah, no. But I was proud of myself. I don't do that very
0: often. See, I don't even like. I'm getting he was so like it was so close to me just turning and looking at him and being like, dude. Shut the fuck up, which would have made things real interesting because I've happened to notice in my years that older middle aged men do not take very kindly to men younger than them looking at them and saying shit like that, even though I would have been in the right to be like, grow up, shut the fuck up. You've been apologized to just because you've had a couple Michelob Ultras and you want to show out in front of your friends because your wife's probably not here. No, her she's wa- probably.
1: His wife was there telling him, to shut the fuck up. Oh, good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, so he just had a little bit of liquid courage oh, and yeah. he wanted to fucking show out for his friends. Yeah. That, I mean, that almost did not end very well for him.
1: But here's the thing it's not. That kind of shit is not worth it. I don't have. I'm not that insecure to where. You're not going to call me out by questioning my manhood. I spilled your beer, dude. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, you Did, apologize. Like what, a, What's left to go? Like what? What do? You, what do you want? What? What do you want to happen after that?
1: I mean, if I would have, he still had his beer in his hand, so it wasn't like I spilled the whole fucking thing. Yeah. A, I would have noticed if I hit him that hard. But I, literally, it was probably like that. Yeah. I didn't even feel it because I had somebody. It was a tight little window we were trying to walk. Yeah,
0: maybe through. don't stand in the fucking walkway of a, of a bar. Yeah.
1: Now, if I would have spilt the whole beer, I would have said, dude, I'm sorry. I would have bought him a fucking beer. I would have paid for it. Dude. Line him up for him. Yeah. But, dude, you gotta drop on your hand. Quit being a bitch.
0: Yeah, your wife's sitting right there. The only reason you're mad is because that's the wettest your hand's been in fucking fifteen years.
1: No, but you know, that's the thing about one reason the thing I don't like about bars anymore. I don't shouldn't say that. Of course, I was probably just as much as bad when i was younger but i don't know if it was 20 fucking years ago
0: i don't know every part of me like it, when he just when you turn around and apologized and he just wouldn't stop every part of me want i was standing right next to him every part of me wanted to just look him dead in the eye look down and then slap the bottom of his hand that was holding his beer Oh, i was, I was so close to doing it just just to fucking like what what bow the fuck up like no we're not playing this fucking game if you want to keep being a dick i'll give you a reason to be a fucking asshole now your whole beer is gone and it's on your face now you can be fucking mad and now you got a problem with me motherfucker but yeah. that yeah. would have been immature so i just sat there and was like
1: whatever but you know the fact i hope he felt i should have elbowed me elbowed me in the back i should try i said are we good now i should have yeah are we good
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to start running his mouth, and then worst case scenario, one of his friends starts running their mouth, and then guess what? You got a 300-pound Japanese Jimmy Superfly Snooker coming up over the other side of the bar. And just, oh!
1: There's just so much more to life than just over that kind of bullshit.
0: It's like I said, it's just the fact that he wouldn't stop. Like, did right. fucking move on. It's all right. It's okay.
1: And he didn't really want what he he kept on jarring. What he was acting like he wanted, he didn't really
0: want because he also stayed right where he was. Right. He didn't move forward at oh. all. Now, if he would have moved forward. Oh, I, I know. I had, I had the whole area plotted in my head. If he oh, would have moved forward. I was watching him. If he would have moved forward, by the time he could move any of his hands, my hand would have been on his chest. And there was a very large metal gambling receptacle immediately behind him that would have been very uncomfortable to be up against. There would have
1: been some pissed off people because uh, Top off would have been ruined. Yeah right. All right, let's get into uh, this true crime episode. What are we talking about tonight?
0: We're talking about Ariel Castro now. Who for is those, this fucker? For those who don't know, between the years of 2002 and 2004, Ariel Castro, excuse me, abducted Michelle Knight, Amanda Berry, and Gina de Jesus from the streets of Cleveland, Ohio, and later held them captive in his home of 2207 Seymour Avenue. And I can say that because the house isn't even there anymore. Uh, In the city's Tremont neighborhood, um, all three young girls were imprisoned in his house until 2013. So
1: from 2000, wait, so best case scenario, 2004. Nine
0: to 11 years. Yeah. Now a little background on this piece of shit. He was born July 10th, 1960 in Dwayne in Yauco, Puerto Rico. And Puerto Rico. He had parents. They had names. Nobody cares. Parents divorced when he was young. Moved to the United States with his mom and his biological siblings because he had other siblings. <laughs> um, they first moved to Pennsylvania, and then they settled down in Cleveland, where his dad and several other family members were already living. And then, fast forward. This is this this part of the background I find necessary. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, because I didn't want to background this guy. Because he's a fucking sack of shit. But part of it, th- at least a little piece of it, I find necessary. Now, he met his girlfriend, Grimelda Figueroa, when his family moved into a house across the street from hers in the 80s. Okay, He uh, himself and Figuero- Figuero- Figueroa lived with both sets of their parents until they moved into their own ho- home at 2207 to Seymour Avenue, located in Cleveland's Straymont neighborhood in ninety two. Nineteen ninety-two. Yes. So this is the house in question okay. that they moved into, according to Figueroa's sister, Elida Caraballo. I made that way worse than it really is. That was very sist- Elida very sist- Caraballo. She said that. Quote, all hell started breaking loose after the couple moved into their new home, and Caraballo claimed that Castro beat Figueroa by breaking her nose, ribs, and arms and causing a blood clot on her brain that resulted in an inoperable tumor. Talking is hard for me tonight. I am going to wet my whistle a little bit so that we don't sound like phil when he goes to the hospital for having a stroke all right pardon me for not getting that joke i don't think it's funny (laughs) well you also didn't have any like serious verbal side effects of the stroke either no more than normal (laughs) yeah you were already pretty bad at talking i can't talk
1: so it doesn't matter
0: okay now uh he's oh he also threw her down a flight of stairs which cracked her skull Again, this is the part that I find necessary to give a little background on this pile of shit. Um, In 1993, Castro was arrested for domestic violence, but was not indicted by a grand jury. And in 1996, Figueroa moved out of the house and secured custody of their four children. Police assisted in the move and detained Castro, but they did not press charges. He continued to threaten and attack Figueroa after she left him, and Figueroa filed charges in 2005 in Cuyahoga County Domestic Relations Court, which accused Castro of inflicting multiple severe injuries on her and of, quote, frequently abducting their daughters. The court granted a temporary restraining order against Castro, but it was dismissed a few months later, and she died in 2012 due to complications from her brain tumor.
1: Yeah. Now, I'm assuming they did not go after him for involuntary manslaughter. No. Which I would assume that is plausible since that's what caused his beatings and throwing her down the fucking... Yeah,
0: you know, and abducting their kids, which I'm all for parents being able to get their kids. But when the court tells you you can't see your kids and you take them anyway, something bad's going to happen. I
1: believe that should be classified as kidnapping.
0: Yeah. you, You would think. Mind blower. Oh, here's another really good fact about this man. Before his arrest at age 52, Castor worked as a bus driver for the Cleveland Metropolitan School District until he was fired in November of 2012 for quote, "bad judgment, including making an illegal u-turn with infants and toddlers on his bus, using his bus to go grocery shopping, and leaving a child on the bus while he went to lunch for lunch at KFC. And also leaving the bus unattended while he took a nap at home.
1: Well, wait a minute. Oh, that's bad. Except for one, I've seen bus drivers once they get the um, kids off the bus, stopping in the parking lots and smoking cigarettes and shit, and go like into like convenience type stores. I mean,
0: yeah, that doesn't really bother shopping. me so much.
1: If you, as long as you ain't got no kid now stopping at a KFC with
0: some with a kid his- still in the car. <laughs> Making illegal U turns with kids still in the car—that's bad. The grocery shopping, whatever. I mean, if as long as he it, it, as long it, as he didn't have another school to go to or some other right. like kids to pick up, the then K- whatever. If he was
1: getting KFC for everybody, I can almost hey.
0: fuck yeah. If he's getting that family meal, <laughs> you fuck know, yeah, get a bucket extra crispy mac on the side. You know what I'm saying? Some of those really shitty mashed potatoes and gravy that for some re- reason people love. I'm, I'm a Popeyes mashed potato guy, right? I don't know. I'm a Popeyes it, everything guy. I don't know
1: what it is. I say I don't mind chicken at KFC, but there's something about
0: that. But it's not as good as Popeye's. KFC's like, 11 secret herbs and spices. Well, I'm like, are 10 of them salt and pepper?
1: Here's the thing. I will say this. KFC chicken is always juicy. Every now and then, you can get some dry-ass shit from
0: See, I've never had that problem from Popeyes. From Popeyes. I can,
1: I've never had that Maybe problem. it's just a spicy thing. I get the spicy that drives it out. I don't know. You got to get the
0: half and half. That's the way to go. Then you get a little surprise every once in a while. How? God, we are fat. We always turn this podcast to food. Oh, need Church is around here. Fuck me up. All right, so let's jump ahead to uh, – that's pretty much all the background I, I did on this guy. So, like, it, it was even more than I think he's fucking – Deserving of personally. Point is, he's he's always been kind of a trash bag, lifelong douchebag. He's always been in Espanol, un pequeño basura, a little bit of trash,
1: a little bit of trash.
0: That's right, motherfuckers. I'm almost bilingual.
1: Would would this be a racist term? I mean, I consider myself. Or there's the term white trash. What if it's brown trash? Yeah, is that
0: racist? I
1: asking for a friend
0: i don't know i mean i guess we if we wanted to avoid any cancel culture or anything like we could just say trash right like my 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 dad always said uh, that he like people want to blame stuff on racism when in fact shit comes in every color and if you're shit you're shit it doesn't matter if you're black white yellow brown purple green doesn't really matter if you're a piece of shit you're a piece of shit
1: I agree. He was a wise man.
0: Mierda. In Espanol. God, we are so bilingual here. Yeah. Each Nissan. That's one, two, three in Japanese. That's pretty much all I know. <laughs> and that and uh, Mitsubishi. And it's a me, Mario. It was actually, did you know that on Mario 64, he doesn't say it's a me, Mario. He says, Itsumi me, Mario. Which means Super Mario in Japanese.
1: I was not aware of this. We we learned something here. We are an educational podcast.
0: Try to be. So anyway, we're going to jump ahead now. Uh, Michelle Knight, who was born April twenty third, nineteen eighty one, she disappeared on August thirty third. I'm sorry, thirty third, twenty third, two thousand two, after leaving a cousin's house.
1: Huh. That's my daughter's birthday. She disappeared on my daughter the day of my daughter's birth. Knocking on what? I was in a hospital bed or in a hospital. My ex wife laying up, giving birth on that day when she was being abducted.
0: Pooping out a baby. Yes. Um, she was 21 years old, and on the day of her disappearance, she was scheduled to appear in court for a child custody case involving her son, Joey, who was in the custody of the state at the time. Oh. Uh, following her rescue, police n- acknowledged that limited resources had been spent on investigating her disappearance, in part because she was an adult. Authorities believed that she was an, uh, a runaway voluntarily due to anger over losing cu- custody of her son. And according to Cleveland Deputy Police Chief Ed Tamba, she was, quote, the focus of very few tips. Some criticized her subsequent removal from the National Crime Information Center database 15 months after she disappeared, which made her largely unknown prior to her rescue. And the Cleveland Division of Police, or CDP, and the Federal Bureau of Investigations, or FBI, maintained that her inclusion or exclusion had no bearing on her rescue. Mm. I kind of disagree a little bit, but I'm just a fat guy with a podcast. Uh, well... You're going to exclude somebody for one reason or the other just because she's an adult? This this harkens back to... Um, well, we... Who was it? Uh, um, fuck. The, the pig farmer. Oh, yeah. Uh, Where, like, it was a bunch of native girls. Right. And they just didn't... The cops just seemed to give less of a fuck. I don't... Robert Picton. Yeah. I don't...
1: Police are always going to put more emphasis on children.
0: It's, it's true. But, like... That doesn't like she's gone for 15 months and yeah, eat a dick pieces of shit. Do better. Like Joey Swole says about all the people that make fun of people in gym videos do better.
1: But here's the thing. They are. If a man goes missing, they're not going to give a fuck.
0: I mean, let's be real. The sad part is if a man goes missing, oftentimes he went somewhere and he offed himself. That is true. Which is all a whole nother fucking can of worms. Right. Anyway, Amanda Berry, The one everybody knows. Amanda Marie Barry was born April twenty second of nineteen eighty six. She disappeared on April twenty first, two thousand three, the day of her seventeenth birthday. That is a shitty birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yank. Ooh. She was last heard from around 8 p.m. when she called her sister to tell her that she was getting a ride home from her job at Burger King at the corner of Lorraine Avenue and West 110th Street. The FBI initially considered her a runaway until a week after she her disappearance when an unadi- uh, fuck me, unidentified male used her cell phone to call her mother and he said, quote, I have Amanda. She's fine and will be coming home in a couple of days. Now, how the fuck could you not triangulate cellular phone usage back then? I'm pretty sure they could.
1: I would think so since the FBI is already involved, right? At this point, you would hope
0: I would. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I would think the FBI would have that capability. Not unless and I'm assuming
0: like this was 2003.
1: That's not that terribly long ago. Castro made this call, right? Or is this? as far as we know not unless he was actually somewhat intelligent i know well, i know for maybe he dialed star six seven maybe that is
0: possible but i don't no, no, know i mean that's i would nobody can get still,
1: around that i would still think even that they could call the uh i was being cell phone facetious. <laughs> i know the cell phone pro- provider to uh
0: yeah you can you not ping fucking of course 2002 uh, gps wasn't Nearly what it was. Yeah, but like it was—it's not even GPS that they use now for the. I mean, it is, but like they use the cell phone p- tower pings. Yeah, like, you couldn't well, triangulate that at least a little bit. I,
1: maybe they just didn't have the resources. Oh God, is your blood pressure going up? No, it's, my, my Apple Watch is telling me it's time to stand. You fat fuck! <laughs> You've been sitting down for too long.
0: Excellent. Um, now Barry was a fe- was featured in a 2004 segment of Fox's America's Most Wanted which was also re-aired in 05 and 06 after that, Hmm. which linked her to Gina de Jesus, who by that point had also gone missing in Cleveland. Now, Amanda Berry and Gina de Jesus were profiled on the Oprah Winfrey show and the Montel Williams show where self-proclaimed psychic. Here we go. Sylvia Brown. She's dead. It's good. um, Told Berry's mother. She uh, fucked that bitch told Barry's mother Luana Miller in November 2004 that her daughter was dead and that she was quote in water. She got that one wrong. Um this bitch got a lot of shit wrong. From. Like I'm not trying to be speak ill of the dead but fuck you. Well, here's the thing. She got she had a kind of a laundry list of fucked up things that she fucked up saying that were fucked up things to say that were wrong cuz she wasn't a real psychic.
1: I'm from the school that there are people that probably can pick up on certain things like that.
0: They would have been better off calling Miss Cleo's hotline.
1: John Warwick could have done a better job. Is what you're telling me,
0: fucking Chip Coffee could have done a better job. But and I'm a fan of Chip Coffee personally. I can't speak to his. Lipid. I don't. See, I I'm just, not a fan of. I, I find him entertaining on television. I can't say whether or not he's legitimate. I don't fucking know.
1: Well, Chip Coffee lost me when he was at uh, what's the Randolph County. Uh, asylum Mm -hmm. a place where I investigated Mm -hmm. there's video on our YouTube channel from it and matter of fact when we were there kindred spirits was in town filming the next night no but I watched the episode and chip coffee came in this is was a poor farm basically and people who don't know what poor farms are this was people who couldn't take care of themselves couldn't afford to take care they went to these poor farm in the 40s you know and the county took care of them so there was a lot of rape oh grape <laughs> there's a lot of graping going on but there was a lot of bad things murders people would be killed and chip coffee had the audacity to say something to i don't remember verbatim exactly what he said but i'll paraphrase oh there's a lot of pain I, I sense people in a lot of pain here no shit, jack Black and you
0: that's like going to a hospital and being like, I feel take, like somebody might have died here once Take your scarf and hang yourself. <laughs> he did wear a lot of scarves. I mean, Jesus Christ. I don't know if they were scarves or ascots. I don't know, but he wore a lot of them. I mean, you're going to have to give me a little bit more to th- if you are
1: psychically have psychic powers.
0: Yeah, that's like the psychic on fucking, what was it, family guy, when they're like, oh, it's just like that amazing psychic I want to see. Did your grandfather's name start with A? No. B? No. C? No. D? No. E? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. So now this Sylvia Brown telling Amanda Berry's mom, this just destroyed her and made her take down pictures and give away her computer. That's how seriously she took with this fucking pile of this, this worm food pile of bones. Now said to her main reason I don't like her ass. Um, now, however, Miller continued to search for uh, her daughter before dying from heart failure in early March 2006. And later that year, on December 25th of 2006, her daughter actually gave birth to a daughter. Aww. And DNA evidence has confirmed that Castro was the father of this child. Oh, Yeah. Now, Robert Wolford was a prison inmate who had lived in Tremont, and he claimed in July 2012 that he had information about the location of Barry's body. So he's a piece of shit, too. He led police to an empty lot in Cleveland's West Side where they conducted a fruitless search because she wasn't fucking dead. And he was sentenced in January 2013 to four and a half years in prison for obstruction of justice, making a false report, and making a false alarm. Good.
1: Fuck that dude, too. I, he was taking a stab at the dark in the dark. He was
0: trying to get out of fucking jail yeah. early. He was just hoping that they found a fucking body there. Yeah. Dickhead. Um, now we get to Georgina Lynn De Jesus, who was born on February thirteenth, nineteen ninety. Very cl- all of them close to my age. Yes. She went missing April twenty 20- April second, apologies, two thousand four, at the age of fourteen. She was last seen at a payphone around three p.m. while on the way home from her middle school at West Hundred Fifth Street and Lorraine Avenue. At the time, she was friends with Castro's daughter Arlene. And shortly before Gina disappeared, she and Arlene had called Arlene's mother, Grimelda Figueroa, for permission to have a sleepover at De Jesus' house. But Figueroa replied that they could not, and the two girls parted ways.
1: Um, (coughs) Should we take this time to inform our public what a payphone is?
0: Right. (laughs) I'm at a payphone. You
1: used to actually have to find a phone and... Pay a quarter to talk to somebody.
0: I remember having to actually make a collect call from a pay phone at one point in my life. Jeez, you were old. Yeah. Now, could you imagine that? Like, that's crazy. If the mom would have said, yeah, that she probably never would, or at least at this point in time, probably wouldn't have got abducted.
1: It's the little choice. It's, it's, I've said this before. Every choice we make in life has repercussions that we know nothing about. Like and
0: share the video. Yeah, it's crazy. Like yeah. to think about all these little things that have happened and all these stories that, like one, one change in of mind or change of heart could have literally completely changed the trajectory of somebody's right. life, right? Or kept somebody alive. Period. Set you on a new path. Or the whole like "you this. see something, say something" situation. Right.
1: Yeah, every choice we make is people affects our lives multiple and multiple lives around us you know yeah we don't know it we don't see it but that's it's like every pebble the so of a river, body of water the ripples go out
0: oh yeah do we you know don't, do you know how many times i've crop dusted people in grocery stores and shit and somebody could have had a heart attack and you dude know. like literally i there's been multiple times where like i won't even say anything to better half we'll be somewhere together and like she'll turn around and be like, she'll be like what i'll be like no we gotta go we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get gotta out go. of the. we gotta get out We're of out. this aisle Right now, dude, it happened at Kroger like a month ago, and this lady came out of this aisle looking mad. <laughs> I looked at I looked at better half. I was like, I just farted, and it's bad. We got to get out of this aisle. And as soon as we were turning out of the aisle, we saw this like middle aged woman turning down the other end, and we we're like, Go, 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 go. And like, she just happened to sneak a look, and this lady did not look happy when she <laughs> came out the other end of that aisle
1: can't you blame her
0: it was one of those random aisles so i bet you her ass went down there to fart too
1: (laughs) (laughs) that had nothing
0: nobody likes you lying bitch anyway excuse me now since day jesus's or day jesus was last seen with ariel Castro's daughter she was under the impression that Castro was picking her up to drop her off at home and she trusted him because she was friends with his teenage with his daughter so he was really preying on somebody for this one, even more so, I but, would say. But
1: here's the thing. that's You don't want to shit where you eat. You know, that's a little close to home.
0: Well, not, a, Master, not when it Master. goes like this. You ready for this, Zinger? No one witnessed the abduction, and an Amber Alert was not issued. No Amber Alert. 14-year-old girl goes missing. Huh. Uh, Her father said in 2006, quote, the Amber Alert should work on any missing child, whether it's an abduction or a runaway. A child needs to be found. We need to change this law. And I agree. I think that Amber Alerts, or at least there should be something similar for runaways as well. I I can't
1: argue that. I think
0: you're right. Because I know the Amber Alert thing, especially with cell phones, where it's mandatory and you can't stop it from coming through, has helped find kids before i will say though i agree with you but i do bitch because it scares the fuck out of me oh yeah or like when you're those fucking amish people that got kicked out of the church because their cell phones started going off because of that emergency (laughs) system test ain't that a bitch hilarious fucking hilarious now a year after her disappearance the fbi released a composite sketch and description of a male suspect described as quote Latino, 25 to 35 years of age, 5 feet, 10 inches, 165 to 185 pounds, with green eyes, a goatee, and possibly a pencil-thin beard. So, a mid-90s drama series Puerto Rican cocaine dealer, basically. (laughs) And according to court records, Cashew was 5 feet, 7 inches, 179 pounds, with brown eyes, and a goatee. So, not far off. There was a picture. It was kind of creepy, so I took it out. Okay. Now, she was, fe- she was also featured in the America's Most Wanted segment, which linked her to Be- Amanda Berry, and these, the disappearances received regular media attention into 2012, while the families held public vigils, so that well, was normal. Mm-hmm. Castro attended at least two of these vigils and reportedly participated in a search party and tried to get close to the De Jesus family. His son Anthony was a journalism student in 2004, and he interviewed. De- interviewed. Interviewed. <laughs> interviewed. Jesus Christ! I had interview- to, have to fuck off. He interviewed De Jesus's mother for an article about the disappearance in the Plain Press newspaper. Police kept the investigation open and offered a twenty-five thousand dollar reward for information. So this motherfucker is literally going to these vigils that their parents are holding. He's he's regularly interacting with the families of these girls, which if you watch all these sh- crime shows, is it's the com- perfect crime. It's but it's common. Most
1: offenders do inject themselves into the investigation or, into- or
0: or a perfect example is also like, you know, not to get even darker, but you get into all these sexual assault cases with young kids and uh, mild molestation, if you will. Sorry, YouTube. Everybody's worried about the strangers, motherfucker. It's the weird fucking uncle that comes around every couple months. Like it's it, it's quite often the person that you think it's not. Right. Yeah. Ask like that was what rude Jude used to say that shit all the time on the All Out show. Eminem's yeah. on R- ms radio station. Shout out rude Jude. I need to hit him up. And be like, hey, let's have a talk. Let's talk about stuff on my podcast. I love rude Jude. You want to get offended, that's the guy. Well, we don't need any help offending. Dude, people. no, he's rough. He's hilarious though. But yeah, like this guy's going to these vigils that their families are holding. Like at one point, he fucking brought home a flyer that a, I believe Amanda's Barry's mom handed him herself and straight was like, "Your mom gave me this today." Yeah. What a he cock. would he would make them sit on the couch and watch the their families talk about them on news reports with him this guy was a steaming pile of shit i mean he i
1: remember this when it happened and i remember even seeing a picture of the house mm-hmm. you know when, you would think he wasn't there 24 7 this house we well, had he had, a, he had were a, close
0: a, together though right just yeah. like these where
1: you think somebody could would hear would have heard something we'll get into
0: that okay that's the next section.
1: I mean, because he d- obviously didn't keep him locked in a cellar basement, you know, far underground. They they had room of the house at,
0: to a certain extent. Yeah. All right. So we get to onto the captivity. Okay. Upon being, uh, nid capped. Sorry, Japan, you're having a tsunami tonight. There goes the moon. Speaking of, I found a. Yeah, I hold the moon. I found a almost thousand square foot house that you can buy in Japan for seven thousand dollars U.S. You know what prefect it's in? What Fukushima. What well, isn't Fukushima okay now? Uh, well, considering that mo- that China is n- no longer purchasing Japanese seafood because they fear that it is radioactive, I don't know. Huh? Guess who is buying the shit out of it? Ooh. the usna sweet way to be fda that's why i don't eat uh sushi uh sushi fish hi, hi.
1: i like my shit cooked
0: you're not you got you can't put your shitty sushi next to my shitty walk you want shitty chicken that's a south park reference for anybody who doesn't know so upon being nid capped Castro took Michelle Knight to the upper floor of his house, tied her hands and feet together and pulled her up using her hands, feet and neck. He left her there for 3 days without food. Prosecutors at Castro's sentencing wrote that diaries kept in by his victims speak of forced sexual conduct, being locked in a dark room anticipating the next session of abuse dreams of someday escaping and being reunited with family, being chained to a wall, being held like a prisoner of war, missing the lives they once enjoyed, emotional abuse, Castro's threats to kill them, being treated like an animal, continuous abuse, and desiring freedom. These were just things that they wrote about in their diaries. Uh, the women were kept in locked bedrooms where they were forced to use plastic toilets that were, quote, emptied in frequently. They were fed one meal a day and allowed to shower twice a week at most. yeah now uh, Knight told police that Castro had impregnated her at least five times and had induced miscarriages each time through beatings hitting her with dumbbells punching her and slamming her against walls he also starved her to help that process Knight's grandmother told reporters that she would require facial reconstruction surgery due to the beating she endured, and had lost hearing in one ear. Damn. Yeah. At one point, Knight had a pet dog while in cap- captivity, but Castro killed it by snapping it, snapping its neck after it bit him trying to protect her. Okay, now we have. I have a problem. It was trying to protect her from him. He killed a fucking dog. Yeah. Uh, De Jesus I'm told joking. law enforcement law enforcement that she was. Graped, but did not believe that she was ever impregnated. Um, now, on Christmas Day of 2006, Castro allegedly ordered Knight to assist in the birth of Barry's child, which took place in a small inflatable swimming pool and threatened to kill her if the baby did not survive. No pressure. Oh, yeah, because this girl, this young girl knows how to deliver a fucking baby. Jack wagon. At one point, the baby stopped breathing, but Knight was able to resuscitate her. So, huh. that's good on multiple levels. Yes, it is. Bright side. Uh, Castro, Castro occasionally took Barry's daughter out of the house, including to visit his mother. And the daughter called him daddy and Castro's mother grandmother. In 2000, well, technically it was his kid. <laughs> technically. I still don't know if I want him to be called that, though. You don't deserve that. That's true. Now, in 2013, she he showed up. Or showed one of his adult daughters a picture of the child and said that she was his girlfriend's daughter from a previous relationship, and he had told others that she was his granddaughter. You gotta keep your last straight, dude. Right? That, I always thought that, was, like in this whole story, that never came back to bite him in the ass. Really, yeah, you know, pick a lie and go with it. How? Now, Barry, Barry taught her daughter to how to read and write through this time, which. Is amazing that you even like, I mean, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? That's like the one positive positivity of your life is that kid and being able to teach her things, I guess. Right. Everything else fucking sucks. Yeah. So according to a statement by the CDP officers, visited Castro's home only once following the kidnappings to discuss an unrelated incident. He did not appear to be at the, the to be home at the time and was later interviewed elsewhere. Neighbors have said they called the police about suspicious activity observed at the home, but police claim that they have not have no record of any such calls. Now, his son, Anthony, reported that there were certain areas of the house that were locked and inaccessible. And he also mentioned mentioned an occasion three weeks before the women's escape when Castro asked him if Barry would ever be found. So he asked his son if a man of Barry would ever be found. And he said that he told his dad that Barry was, like, probably dead, to which his dad responded, really? You think so? Well, here's how much—now, his kids—kids
1: kids never came to visit him because they were older at this yeah, point.
0: they did, I guess, but, like, there was just parts of the house they couldn't get into. And there's a whole thing. Like, apparently, like, his house was in foreclosure, and, like, he didn't pay, like, three years of taxes or something like that, but, like, he had, like— like washing machines full of money and shit in the ba- like he just had money like just cash hidden places I'm sorry if I'm going to do any crime
1: I'm going to make sure my other bases are somewhat yeah you would think taken care of that way because it's the parking ticket is what gets the serial yeah. killer caught just like what some stamp yeah it's it yeah. the little things
0: yeah you would think
1: oh, you, you gotta keep your nose clean to a certain extent
0: yeah, so um jumping ahead slightly, uh NBC, a NBC affiliate at least, um interviewed Casho after he was arrested and they said that he could recall all three of these abductions in super great like fine detail in his interrogation. And revealed that he didn't have an exit plan and believed that he would eventually be caught apparently. And he referred to himself as, quote, cold-blooded and a sex addict. And police found a suicide note in the house in which he discussed the abductions and wrote that his money and possessions should be given uh, to the kidnapped women if he were caught. Well, that's awful sweet. Yeah, know. you're a swell guy. I mean, like water under the bridge, you know, no big no. deal. Now, and mind you, at this point in time, like these diaries that they had, this is really dark. There would be like on pages of these diaries, there would be like hash marks and that would be how many times like that day or that week that he had sexually assaulted these girls. They kept a tally of it and there would be like up to five, ten Jesus. tally marks on these pages a day, a day. week. like, I, I, I don't know if Amanda Berry or anyone went into that great of detail because I have not yet read the book. She wrote a book with, I think with one of the other girls, but like, it's like literally he, he just lived a life with these girls, a terrible one. Well, terrible, terrible for them. I mean, it had to be stressful for him too, which he deserves. Fuck him. Uh, I'm not not, saying that like, uh, but like. How do you normalize that, that you just live that you're like, well, I better go beat my captives today.
1: You'd be surprised what the mind can normalize.
0: Yeah. Tell me about it. This guy was a fucking psycho. Okay. So on the 6th of May, 2013, Amanda Berry was finally able to make contact with Castro's neighbors, uh, which led to her escape of her and her six-year-old daughter, and then the rescue of De Jesus and Knight by the authorities. According to police, he left the house that day, and Barry realized that he had failed to lock the, quote, big inside door, although the exterior storm door was still bolted shut. So the storm doors had bolts, like, dead bolts on them. I'm assuming from the outside. Nobody notices that? That's not a red flag. Yeah, the mailman doesn't go, that's Mm. fucking weird. (laughs) Maybe he's a werewolf. Excuse me. She did not attempt to break through the outer door because she thought that Castro quote was testing her, according to the police report.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Oh,
0: there's a lot of mental warfare going on with this guy against these girls.
1: Yeah. What's that when the captives? Well, I keep on saying Munchhausen, Um. uh, When the captives become
0: a oh um
1: adore their captor Fuck. fuck. Fuck, off, what
0: is it? not. you're thinking of Munchausen by <laughs> right, proxy. That's yeah. like Gypsy Rose. Uh Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome, right. yeah.
1: It's kind
0: of It's kind of what happened. Like he just he well, no really what happened is he brainwashed these girls into thinking like they it was just going to be bad if they tried to escape, whether he was there or not. Yeah. And he claimed to like have feelings for him and shit. Like the, yeah, the feeling of being a piece of shit. You're basically a slave owner at that point. A sex well, slave owner at that.
1: I would in his sick, warped mind, I'm not justifying anything. I'm just saying that he probably did have feelings in a sick,
0: perverted yeah. kind of way. And it makes it even worse. Like, this motherfucker had daughters of his own. Yeah, see, that's
1: where gets
0: like, How do you justify this?
1: You know, I don't like to tag girls in the rear end because I have daughters. You know, I feel bad.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Well, she said that she thought he was testing her. Now, previously, he had tested them by leaving the house partially unlocked and exits unsecured, and if they attempted to escape, he beat them. So, instead, she screamed for help when she saw neighbors through the screen. Uh, The neighbor, Angel Cordero, responded to the screaming, but was unable to communicate with Barry because he spoke very little English. Now, in comes neighbor, Charles Ramsey, who joined Cordero at the house's front door during the rescue. They kicked a hole through the bottom of the storm door and Barry crawled through carrying her daughter. He said that Barry told him that she and her child were being kept inside the house against her will. Now, upon being freed, she went to the house of another Spanish speaking neighbor and with Ramsey's assistance called 911 saying, quote, help me. I've been kidnapped and I've been missing for 10 years and I'm here. I'm free now. It's rough. I've actually watched the video. They reunited Amanda Berry with Charles Ramsey like 10 years later. Yeah, It's great. I can imagine. Yeah. They sit down and he's talking about how everybody will see him and be like, oh, you're a hero. You saved those girls. And it's the funniest thing. Like, he's just a straight up like middle-aged black dude. Like, and he was like, they talk about, oh, you a hero. He's like, I go, shut up. The hero's that girl that made it through all that mess and got out and i was like he's not wrong he's not wrong not the most eloquent way of putting it but, but very eloquent in a, in a yeah, weird kind of yeah, way yeah um now which is that's uh, like how do you get to, it's just like that one girl in the, what was it richard speck okay that would just kind of softly scream from the window yeah. trying to get help like help me. yeah like how the fuck does that happen like it. it That's gotta be like, how do you have that level of like brainwashing over somebody that like fuck you? I'm drop kicking that door open. What are you gonna do? If I can see people outside, you're not gonna do anything that's not gonna at least that's not gonna save at least the other two and possibly the kid, even if you kill me. Cause at that point, at that point, and I don't wanna pass I'm not passing judgment or trying to say how something should be handled because i've never been in this situation i hope that nobody ever is ever but like at that point in my your own mind you would have to think that your mind your life is worth so little to that person already right why not throw it all out there to try to save yourself and everybody else yeah i mean it's we it's hard also, to- why didn't you just stab this motherfucker in the neck well here's the thing
1: we'd like to be able to say in a certain situation we would react a certain way yeah Ninety percent of it, and ninety percent of us, it's all bullshit because we don't know because we've never been in that situation.
0: Yeah, are those headphones hooked up?
1: Uh, probably. Why are they saying our audio is fucked up? No.
0: Oh, go ahead.
1: Can you hear me? No, it's not. Okay. I actually I could probably hit one button, and, but it'd probably actually fuck up the
0: audio in. Because I'm definitely gonna fucking play this Charles Ramsey shit, and I'm just gonna hold it up to the microphone. It's the best interview ever. Okay. Go on.
1: But. Oh, what? But nobody knows how they would truly react in that, in right, I, any tra- traumatic situation.
0: Like, I can't imagine that level of fear being right. instilled in me. You know, Granted, whole- I'm not a fucking 17 year old, 150 pound girl. I'm a six foot tall, 300 pound, 30 something year old man. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, motherfucker, this motherfucker was like five foot seven and 160 pounds. Lock me up, bitch. See what the fuck happens. We're going down. There's right. going to be some sexual assault going on, but it ain't going to be on me. <laughs> and I know people will be like, that's terrible. Fuck that. You kidnap me and try to keep me fucking hostage for 10 years. I'm flipping. I'm the, oh, how the turntables have turned. I'm Michael Scott and the shit out of you.
1: You know, I.
0: I don't, you know it's hard we, you can never
1: yes i could say that too but you don't know until you actually are in that situation
0: yeah especially well this is 10 years down the line right yeah you've been dealing with it for so long now i am going to play this you're going to find this hilarious this is okay. one of the best interviews i've ever heard in my life okay i
1: will tell you we'll put both microphones up to so they
0: can... let me rewind this now like i said I, I wanted to have this queued up but i didn't have time this is fucking charles ramsey telling the story of how he helped rescue Amanda Berry, And it's not only heroic, it is as bad as it sounds, hilarious.
2: Hey Charles, Charles let me talk to you. I'm talking with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Uh, t- walk me through again what happened this afternoon. You, re- you, you heard screaming. Heard screaming. I meet my McDonald's. I uh, come outside. I see this girl going nuts trying to get out of her house. So I go on the point... I go on the porch, and she says, "Help me get out. I've been I'm I've been in here a long time. So you know, I figure it's a, a domestic violence dispute. So I open the door, and we can't get in that way because how the door is, it's so much that a body can't fit through only your hand. So we click, kick the bottom, and she comes out with the little girl, and she says, "Call nine one one. My name is Amanda Berry. Now, did you know who that was when you when she said that? When she told me, it didn't register." Until I got to call in 911. And I'm like, I'm calling the 911 for a man, a baby I thought this girl was dead. You know what I mean? And, and she got on the phone and she said, yes, this is me. And the detective, uh, Cook, right here. Detective Gregory Cook says, Charles, do you know who you rescued? I said, I said. Now, and when did you see, when did you see Gina? About, about, about five. Good. So about five minutes after the police got here, see, the girl Amanda told the police, I ain't just the only ones, it's some more girls up in that house. So they went up there, you know, 30, 40 deep, and when they came out, it was just astonishing, because I thought they were going to come up with nothing. I figured, I mean, whoever she was, and like I said, my neighbor, uh, you, you, got, you got the. Some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Because we see this dude every day. I mean, every day. How long seven? you lived here? I've been here a year. You sure come coming from? Right. I barbecue with, with this dude. We eat ribs and, and whatnot and listen to salsa music. You sure come coming from? And you had no indication you that there was anything? I bro, not a clue that that girl w- was in that house or anybody else was in there. I guess they will. Because how he is. Is he just comes out to his backyard, plays with the dogs, tinker with his cars and motorcycles, goes back in the house. So he's somebody you look and you look away because he's not doing nothing but the the average stuff. You see what I'm saying? Nothing exciting about him. Well, until today. (laughs) What was was the reaction on the girls' faces? I can't imagine to see the sunlight, to be around. I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl ran into a black man's arms. Something is wrong here. Dead giveaway. (laughs) Dan Giveaway, Charles. Thank you very Dead much. Giveaway. Thank you very much for your time. Either she homeless or she got problems. That's the only reason why she runs to a black man. Charles, thank you
0: for being there, man. Charles Ramsey and <laughs> oh For for the situation at hand, that is the most hilarious t- television interview I've ever heard. He said, "You got to have some big testicles to pull that
1: off." Man. Charles is the man,
0: dude. He's my favorite human being alive. Like that shit, man. No, shout out. It was like Channel 5 News or some shit. CBS, I think, up in Cleveland.
1: Charles is the man.
0: (laughs) He said, I was eating my McDonald's. (laughs)
1: God loves double cheese. He's Big Mac, quarter pounder. What? I want to know these things now.
0: Dude, one of the best. And like, he was not ready for that interview. His hair was all kinds of disheveled. Like, now, the second time when they reunited with Amanda Berry years later, he he was much more put together, and there was a crowd of like I know you couldn't see the video. There's a crowd of people in that street. Yeah, there's a fucking white dude that looks like he definitely doesn't like Charles Ramsey because of the color of his skin behind him. I could be <laughs> wrong. He's wearing like a motorcycle club vest and he's got like bald. Th- Basically, like, very short, like, probably bald usually hasn't shaved his head in a while, got tattoos on the back of his head. Like, definitely looks like he smokes, like, L&M Reds and has used the hard R a couple times in his life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, probably, especially considering when he was like, I knew as soon as a pretty little white girl ran into the arms of a black man, I knew something was wrong. That guy behind him was like, (laughs) and I was like, yeah, because you're like, uh, at least he didn't take her back to his jungle. Like, that's how that dude looked. He definitely looked racist. I was like, Jesus, I was just literally, you watch it and you're kind of like waiting for him to like, try to do something shitty to the guy,
1: probably a member of the Nazi party. But that's okay.
0: At least at one point in his life, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Talks about his good Aryan stock that (laughs) he comes from.
1: If he grew his hair out, it'd be blonde.
0: But again, like not only very heroic situation, hilarious. You got to have some big testicles. He said there was he said there's nothing there was nothing special about him until today. <laughs> he laughed it off. I was like, motherfucker, this is not the time to laugh. Like his mom one of those girls' moms is probably like eight feet away from you right now when you're just talking about big testicles and eating McDonald's.
1: I, he's just keeping it real.
0: That makes me think I've been re listening to a ten minute podcast. That so makes me think of this is keeping it real with Shonda. <laughs> the uh, fucking Will Sasso plays the character Shonda. She's like, what kind of man? Let's talk about what kind of man y'all like to fuck when you on the road. And this has been keeping it real with Sean. Dude, I fucking love that show. I wish they'd bring it back. Now, responding police officers Anthony Espada and uh, Michael Tracy and Barbara Johnson entered Castro's house when they walked through an upstairs hallway with guns drawn announcing themselves a CDP after peeking out from a slightly open bedroom door. Catherine Knight, I believe that was her name, right? I think so. I apologize. She entered the hallway and leaped into an officer's arms, repeatedly saying, quote, you saved me. This has got to be one of the biggest moments for any cop that was involved with this sweep and this call. It's got to be one of the best moments of your career.
1: That has to be one of the moments that makes the job worth doing.
0: Could you imagine going home and hugging your wife and kids after doing this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't understand how, I understand, I should say, I understand why there's such a high divorce rate in cops. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't give a fuck what anybody says, especially in today's climate, that that is the worst job to have.
0: It's like as soon as you become a cop, you just, you love two things, police work and drinking and hitting women.
1: Right. I mean, you're under the the amount of life and death stress you're under. And then throw in some of the bullshit the that, that you have to deal with. You have to, you get to, you have to see, yeah, the worst parts of humanity. Because there was a time I wanted to be a cop. Like
0: I think every guy wanted to be a cop at one point. I mean, I was even if they close. were little kids.
1: I was this close to going to the academy, and I was like, "Did I realize? What you're going to pay me how much?" And I could get shot. Oh, that's going to have to be more than fucking twenty five thousand dollars a year, right? Like, I mean, like it's, it's... it's,
0: it's See, and that's the catch twenty two of the whole thing. If you just stay a cop, the money's not that good. The retirement's great if you make it there, right? But I just—it's
1: just one of those things. They just what they see—the worst parts of humanity that they encounter and see—has to take a toll on them psychologically. And I think that is, they should put more emphasis on mental health with cops. I think that would. That would, yes, there are some horrible cops out there that do some horrible fucking things.
0: But there's also horrible car wash attendants right. that but do horrible things. I think a things. lot of it is the amount of stress.
1: They probably weren't always horrible. Yeah. It's The amount of stress that they're under, the amount of complete and total chaos that they have seen has turned them that way. You know, it, yeah. does that make sense?
0: Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you because, like, it's uh Michelle Knight. Sorry, Catherine Knight's the fucking uh the uh, Australian bitch <laughs> that beat the fuck out of her husband. Oh yeah, we did an episode on yeah. Right here. Where was I? That's where I was. Where now soon after the after uh you know, Michelle Knight came out to the police officers, De Jesus entered the hallway and from another room. And then Knight and De Jesus walked out of the house, and all three women, plus the child, were taken to Metro Health Medical Center. Um, Amanda Berry and Gina De Jesus were released from the hospital the next day, and Michelle Knight was discharged four days later on May 10th. Um, there's that piece of shit. Look at that. Look at that fucking. Can I zoom that in? Look at that cocksucker. He looks like such a normal dude too. Is the craziest part. Yeah. Now, Castro was arrested in a McDonald's parking lot. So the man was eating McDonald's, and this man was eating. Ma- Serendipity.
1: I tell you what. I hope somebody got this is good.
0: Good Ow. and
1: bad advertisement. Oh no, Charles. I'm pretty.
0: I'm pretty sure McDonald's gave Charles Ramsey like free Big Macs for the rest of his life or something. I would like hope that. so. Um. I'm pretty, but I think there was a caveat to it. I'm pretty sure they were like, you can only have this many. I'm like, fuck you, McDonald's. Give that man whatever he wants for the rest of his life. Exactly.
1: You make enough money.
0: Yeah. Eat a dick. He saved three girls, three girls and a child.
1: And gave you free publicity.
0: Yeah. McDonald's. Now, he could have, he could have fucked you and said McDowell's like from fucking (laughs) coming to America. Yeah. Do McDonald's has the golden arches? We have the golden arcs. Now, Castro was arrested in a McDonald's parking lot shortly after all the victims were rescued, and he was charged with four counts of kidnapping and three counts of grape on May eighth, which carry a prison sentence of ten years to life in Ohio. Ten years is not enough. No. Now, two of his brothers, Pedro and O'Neil, 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 I don't know how that's pronounced. O-N-I-L, don't O'Neil. that work. O'Neil, Shaq's little brother. Uh, were also initially taken into custody but at least on May 9th after police announced that they had no involvement in the kidnappings and the charges against the two brothers were dropped. Stereotyping just a little bit, but given the situation, I'll allow it. Castro made his first court appearance in the Cleveland Municipal Court on May 9th where bail was set at $2 million per kidnapping charge adding up to a total of $8 million. Darryl. That's not enough. That's not Like, that's an insurmountable amount of money, but it's still not enough. Fuck him. (laughs) Excuse me. Prosecutors intended to seek the death penalty against Castro, and additional charges were reported to be pending, including aggravated murder for intentional induction of miscarriages, attempted murder, assault, a charge for each instance of grape, and kidnapping, and a kidnapping charge for each day each captive was held.
1: Now, I will say this I don't disagree with going for murder mhm but the, at the time even that that's a hard well i guess not i think that'd be hard to convict on
0: yeah i even think it would though, be a hard case to build i don't think there's anything wrong with trying have,
1: even though i have heard of people being getting charged with uh two counts of murder for killing a pregnant woman mm-hmm. i guess maybe
0: i, it. I think like it would have been a hard case to push but i don't see any problem with Plus, any of it
1: I, but I think there's no evidence. I think it would be a hard case to prove, just the evidence of it. Yeah. I guess there could be some. I mean,
0: they should still charge him with right. it anyway. Fuck him. Now, on May 14th, Castro's attorney said he would be plead not guilty to all charges if indicted for kidnapping and Grape. rape. A Cuyahoga County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment against Castro on June 7th, and it contained 329 counts, including two counts of aggravated murder under different sections of the Ohio criminal code for his role in the termination of one of the women's pregnancies. The indictments covered only the period from August, 2002 to February, 2007 The county prosecutor, Timothy J. McGinty, stated that the investigation was ongoing and that any further findings would be presented to the grand jury. McGinty said that pursuing a death penalty specification would be considered following completion of the indictment proceedings. Hmm. Now, after entering a not guilty plea for Castro on June 12th, one of the attorneys, Craig Weintraub, said that although some of the charges against Castro were indisputable, he said, quote, It is our hope that we can continue to work toward a resolution to avoid having an unnecessary trial about aggravated murder and the death penalty. He also noted, quote, We are very sensitive to the emotional strain and impact that a trial would have on the women, their families, and this community. Castro was found competent to stand trial on July 3rd. I find it hard to – I couldn't stomach fucking taking on a person like this as a client. I know that it's it's a job and that's just what you do, but, like, fuck that. But at the same time, we've had the conversation of, like, how much publicity do you get off this shit? How many people know your name in that, right, at damn. least in that city, because of this? That's true. Now, on July 12th, a Cuyahoga County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment of the remainder of the period after 2000, February 2007, and it brought the total to 977 counts. That's a lot of counts. 512 counts of kidnapping, 446 of grape. 7 of gross sexual imposition, 6 of felonious assault, 3 of child endangerment, 2 of aggravated murder and 1 of possession of criminal tools.
1: Now I know I'm not smart and my math doesn't always math. <laughs> but how can you have 512 counts of kidnapping and only kidnap what four girls or three?
0: They went for they went for a charge for every day that they were Oh, uh, okay. So that well, he didn't that's but, not even that many. That's not even as many here, as it could have
1: been. Here's the thing. Kidnapping I would think you could only do once. Everything else would be every other day would be something like held against your will or something. You know what you know what I'm saying?
0: Uh yeah, but fuck him. That's true. I'm just,
1: <laughs> you know, I'm just Well,
0: cuz I mean a lot of people have a misconception of kidnapping anyway. Literally like if I forcibly took you from this room to that room, there could potentially be a kidnapping charge yeah, against Or him.
1: just not letting me leave this room. Yeah. If you said, if you would not let me walk through that door, that you yeah. you kidnapped
0: me. Yeah. Now, on July 17th, Castro pleaded not guilty to the expanded indictment, and he faced death by lethal injection if condic- convicted on all the charges. Well, there was convicting going on, too, I would imagine. Unfortunately. In jail, hopefully. I, I guarantee it. Um, he pled guilty on July 26 to 937 of the 977 charges. Dang. You know, that 40. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what was the tipping point for him?
0: Uh, nine of 937 of the 977 charges against him, including charges of kidnapping, rape, aggravated murder as part of a plea bargain, which called for consecutive sentences of life in prison plus 1,000 years, all without parole.
1: So basically, if he was Dolly he's Parton, fucked. If he was Dolly Parton, he could probably maybe yeah. make
0: it. Now, under the plea deal, Castro forfeited his right to appeal and could not profit in any way due to his crimes. He also forfeited his assets, including his Seymour Avenue house, which prosecutors said would be demolished. He was told by Cuyahoga County Common Pleas Court Judge Michael Russo, "Quote: You will not be getting out. Is that clear?" To which Castro responded, I do understand that, Your Honor. Castro also made comments about his, quote, addiction to pornography and, quote, sexual problem, but was cut off by Judge Russo, who said such issues could be discussed at the August 1st sentencing hearing. A law firm representing Barry, De Jesus, and Knight released a statement that the three women were, quote, relieved by today's plea. They are satisfied by this resolution to the case and are looking forward to having these legal proceedings draw to a final close in the near future. Yeah, I bet. I uh, granted they're going through all this stuff and they're this guy's going away forever, but could you imagine going to court? like going to court and just sitting there and looking at this fuck? I don't see I, I You gotta can't. be having PTSD.
1: I think it could go either way.
0: Oh, I'd be fucking hawking loogies across. The, I'd be getting put in jail for contempt of court if I was I, one of them. I.
1: Like, it goes back to what, you know, you don't know how you react until you're actually in it. But I would like to think, I, if I was in that situation, I would want to be there to see him get what's coming.
0: Or even di- a whole different standpoint. Imagine me one of their parents sitting there with him. Oh, fuck. All I thought of was, like, you remember that case where that, like, karate guy, like, teacher kidnapped the kid and was like sexually assaulted like took him like basically across the country and when they flew him back the dad went to the airport and was sitting there oh, on a yeah. the payphone he turned on fucking popped the right. dude yeah. yeah good i'm top pretty top. sure he got in like the least amount of trouble possible for that a time to kill yeah good good i support it i know that sounds rough but like i, I can't even say i support it I, I don't blame him i understand it i don't want to say I, I support it don't blame him i get the thought process
1: i can't say i wouldn't do the same thing
0: yeah Uh, yeah i don't know now at the sentencing hearing on august 1st casher was sentenced to consecutive life terms in prison prison plus he's fucking hispanic and so am i now prison, consecutive life terms in prison plus a thousand years all without any possibility of parole good probably not enough he was also fined a hundred thousand dollars the court forfeited all of his property and assets to the Cuyahoga, Cuyahoga, Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga County government before his – which, no. Give him to the – Yeah, go. have the Cuyahoga County government sell everything and give all of that money to these girls. Now, before his sentencing, Castro addressed the court for nearly 20 minutes in which he said he was, quote, a good person and, quote, not a monster – but that he was addicted to sex and pornography and had, quote, practiced the art of masturbation from a young age. Now, that's a whole <laughs> other thing. So if we're going to go down that road, bitch, I am Pablo Picasso, Vincent Van Gogh, and fucking uh, that guy from the 60s all rolled up into one. If we're going to talk about the, Since when is art masturbation an art? You've never seen me do it. You fuck, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, we're all artists, bitch. My oh, dick well, is my brush, I suppose.
1: Okay, you're a sex addict. Fine, I'll give you that. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent behind the whole sex addict terminology.
0: Did I close the comments? I guess I did.
1: Oh, you got to... Fuck it. Uh actually, if you It'll be all right. minimize that when you, when you went to uh, change the thing, it, uh, like I said, I'm not a hundred percent behind the whole sex addict thing because. I think it's a cop out.
0: Yeah, you just you're just a
1: human. But if you are a sex addict, I'm sure Cleveland hookers can be found on the cheap, too. Just yeah, I'm like, sure you
0: don't have to abduct 14 year old right. girls and keep them in your house for 10 years I'm sure, and then impregnate them against their will and then beat the fetus out of them.
1: And if you got washing machines full of money, you can afford a $20 hooker. to fill that addiction and you
0: got a fucking school bus to do it in you got all the room in the world just make sure the little kfc kid's not in there i'm
1: gonna i'm definitely gonna say that hooker or that sex worker it's not gonna be prime choice it's not be your top of the line girlfriend experience
0: it's no five-star escort no it's gonna be bottom barrel it's not the bunny ranch but if you're
1: an addict you don't give a fuck about the bottle of, of the barrel
0: the art of masturbation fuck you that's the most and like not only is that funny to be like oh i'm vince van Gogh, bitch like <laughs> the the audacity of this man to be sitting in court for what he's in court for being charged with what he's being charged with and say something as odd as as ridiculous as the art of masturbation fuck you that just shows that you are a fucking psychopath obviously he's masturbate with his eyes closed like what are you trying to be eloquent with this shit like it's a little late bud nobody can
1: ever say a man masturbating is art
0: yeah and you're about to go to jail for what you're getting charged with some other man is going to show you the art of cornholing, if you will
1: oh as soon as they ask for his papers it's all it's, it's all. over
0: you're fucked they don't even need your papers you they know who the fuck you are oh yeah now uh he claimed that he had never beaten or tortured the women and insisted that, quote, most of the sex he had with them was consensual. <laughs> Fuck you. Most? Yeah. <laughs> right. Every now and then. Like, it's not, he it's not funny. It's just so outlandish that you can't help but <laughs> chuckle. Like, I promise, Your Honor, most of the times I had sex with that person, they said it was okay. So... Maybe let's back off on that thousand years. Maybe only make it 500. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink.
1: <laughs> I, occasionally, he didn't buy the headache routine.
0: Yeah, what the fuck? Like, Jesus
1: Christ. Uh, I
0: bought McDonald's, as we all
1: know. A double cheeseburger makes the panties drop.
0: Or imprisonment, you know. Oh, potato, potato. I mean, I it's. It's, you got to do what you got to do. Most of the sex he had with them was consensual. What the fuck? Just, do you think that's going to help your case? You think you're not going to die in prison because of this? Most of it. Hey. Hey. <laughs> not 100% of it. Was- Nine out of 10 passes a fucking class, don't it, don't it your honor? That's what I'm saying. We're, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Life. Fuck. You piece of Shit. He also shifted between apologizing and blaming the FBI for failing to catch him, (laughs) as well as blaming his victims themselves for getting in a car with a stranger, along with insisting to the court that when he had sex with them, he discovered they were not virgins. Who gives a fuck, you piece of shit? If you wouldn't have gotten in a car with a stranger, this wouldn't have happened. Maybe if the stranger wasn't a fucking steaming pile of cocks that walked and talked and had fucking eyeballs like you, you piece of shit. This never would have happened. That's not how that works. So, And also... He blamed them and slut-shamed them. All the, yeah. <laughs> all the same. thing. They, they weren't virgins, so you know what I'm saying? They were asking What for did them, you do? Like, on. like what you think is... This, again, do you think that's going to help you? Your Honor, I also found that these... Uh, at least one of these girls was not a virgin. You think, like, he did that and then he leaned over to his attorney and was like... Got it.
1: That, well, how you think he got down? Don't from, even
0: worry. We're going to be how good. How do you think
1: now. he got down from 977 to
0: nine thirty two? Dude, like, he he did that, and he's like, now watch this judge take this massive file and throw it out the window. Uh, <laughs> Fucking
1: idiot. He was so delusional.
0: Um, he would alternately shift back into apologetic comments saying, quote, I hope they can find in their hearts to forgive me because we had a lot of harmony going on in that home. <laughs> that was harmony. What the fuck? Yeah, you had about as you had about as much harmony as a choir of Helen Keller's. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's off the top of the dome. Didn't even have that one prepared. Harmony, motherfucker. You're graping and assaulting and fucking force. You're you're aborting fucking children with dumbbells and shit. You uh, uh, no. Harmony. What the only harmony that was in that house was the other fucking seventeen-year-old girl that they never found buried under the basement. The fuck are you talking, Harmony? Har. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's it so mean, harmonious in his delusional mind. Probably it was, it was harmonious because he
0: did talk about like and like even the girls would say like not in a good way, but like there was times where like it was calmer. You know what I'm saying? like as long as they were following the rules and shit it was i don't want to say normal but like it
1: wasn't more more
0: horrific, more along the lines of not being a prison i get it but still eat a fat bag of cocks oh wait you can't cuz spoiler alert he's dead we'll get to that oh yeah i'm so happy he is good too good um, the sentencing judge also heard from Knight, Michelle Knight and family members of Amanda Berry and Gina De Jesus. Knight told Castro, quote, you took 11 years of my life away. I spent 11 years in hell. Now your hell is just beginning. I will overcome all that has happened, but you will face hell for eternity. I will live on. You will die a little every day as you think of the 11 years of atrocities that you inflicted on us. I can forgive you, but I will never forget. Boom! Suck a dick, motherfucker! Not only fuck you, I, or not, not fuck you to the girl, but that's kind of what I just said. Forgi- I ain't forgiving shit! the fuck you mean he no hell no i'm writing that motherfucker letters every day he's getting letters every day well he's locked up like it was gonna be one word just remember 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 she might drop you that did bitch. this remember she
1: dropped the mic on
0: Yeah, she did that is that she said she said i will live on you'll die a little every day you piece of cock meat I hope she fucking had the, fa- I hope she had the stank face when she read it out and when she said it in court too, she was just and then she walked away, she said, and just walked up, did you just spit on the courtroom floor, fuck you, I'm out, charge her with contempt, oh, you think a little bit of jail time's, gonna- bitch, I did 11 years, motherfucker, I'm proven, check my jacket, motherfucker, <laughs> She'd be like, well, you're going to lock me up for two years? I'm going to walk in there. They're going to be like, this bitch done more time than me. And she ain't never been in the state penitentiary. Now, yeah. the sentencing judge also heard from Knight and... Oh, I just that's literally what I just read. Derp. <coughs> now, we... A little, you know, post-shadowing, I guess. I don't know if that's a word. Now, Knight, Barry, and De Jesus released a video statement on July 9th of 2013 thanking the public for their support. And an attorney for Barry and De Jesus said that the women, quote, still have a strong desire for privacy, rightfully so. I hope that everybody respected that and did not wish to speak to the media about their ordeal. The Cleveland Courage Fund is a bank account set up to help women in their transition to independent life, which had collected approximately $1.05 million at the time of the video's release. And before Amanda Barry's disappearance, her grandfather had promised to give her a classic Chevrolet Monte Carlo, excuse me, built in the year when she was born. He kept the car after her kidnapping in case she was still found alive. And he still had it for her when she was released. Although it was in need of restoration (laughs) from having been unused. Several automotive shops offered to perform the restoration for free. Uh We're finally getting to the good part of the story. They, not, I don't want to say the good part, the deserving outcome, considering what these girls went through. Right Now, Michelle Knight discussed some of her ordeals in an interview with People Magazine one year after her release, as well as her life leading up to her abduction. Since her rescue, she legally changed her name and began to get several tattoos as her way of coping with the healing process. She also revealed that her son was adopted by his foster parents while she was in captivity and that she wanted to see him, but she does not want to bring him into the ordeal, which she has to deal with, He um, and planned to see him after he becomes an adult. She planned uh, to open a restaurant and dreamed of getting married, which she did in 2016. Well, good for her. And she h- hopes to adopt children as her years of abuse and torture have made it unlikely for her to ever be able to give birth again. And She also planned to reunite with Amanda Berry and Gina de Jesus in the future, but began focusing on getting her own life back on track. Don't blame you.
1: You know, I'm not trying to make a joke here at this point,
0: but how <laughs> no, I... I... go on.
1: <laughs> it would be hard to be normal right and want to be in a marriage There has to yeah, be but some at the PTSD. same time these girls
0: were still so young you know what i'm saying like like they still had like they were young enough to still have that wide-eyed look on life but they were old enough to understand that this is not what it's supposed what love and and being with somebody's supposed to be And this
1: is what i don't mean it to be funny but maybe it might can you imagine being the man that married dude i would be walking on some serious motherfucking eggshell you
0: would have to be you would have to be a certain type of person and 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 before i say this this is in no way a derogatory outlook on these girls at all but you would have to be a very special type of human being to have to be able to live with and to be able to live with and thrive with one of these women and also cope with the damage that's been done to them. Right. Yeah. I mean, and again, that's in no way a, a blaming them for anything. Yeah. yeah, That's not like a scathing indictment on these girls. By all means, they have every right to have any type of mental hangups and problem. I don't want to say problems, but long lasting, Scars from this situation, but like you really, you really would have to be a very specific type of human being to be able to have a lasting, successful relationship with one of these people. And kudos to whoever, because these guys,
1: anybody that's ever been in a relationship knows there's ups and downs and there's there's
0: arguments. Me and better half literally got into an argument about Monopoly Go today. Yeah, like the the, the, relationships have their ups and downs, and when you sprinkle in something as atrocious as this. But again, and can you imagine, I was wrong.
1: Can you imagine raising your getting in, being upset with your with one of these women in a if
0: you're in a relationship and like raising your voice raising or, your or something voice. like that, and they just like yeah, oh shit, oh oh sorry, yeah, like <sighs> that would be, which. which you'd be like is totally understandable for them to have a certain type of right, reaction yeah. to somebody acting like that but it's also totally understandable in that like that's a natural human reaction sometimes right yeah, it's it, it takes a special it would, i don't i mean i'm sure over years the trust is formed and like they're probably more normal than we would expect them to be by this point you know what right. i'm saying but like in the beginning <laughs> imagine like you're fucking you meet off a of tinder or bumble and it's one of these girls and you're just like you're just like so tell me about yourself in 20 minutes like an hour later there's like four empty scotch glasses and you're just sitting there with like a half burnt cigarette like and they're like so what do you do for work No 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 i would love to see you again but i'm gonna have to call it tonight and go home and digest this i'm probably gonna cry a little bit I'll call you in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but
1: I mean, think about a, a man who is into a certain type of sex. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. You know, you could not do that with. I would, it, imagine,
0: understandably so. I
1: would imagine you would have to take away your preference, for lack of a better term.
0: Yeah, because you these didn't even think about that aspect. You know, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but I mean, or or do you think it makes it even worse cuz you're like that guy's like oh yeah and they're like you fucking pussy you call that hitting someone <laughs> okay now the jokes come in i, I you're right i, I not i'm not even saying that strictly to be funny but like that that could be a thing too like what if they're just like they could v- quite possibly emasculate the shit out of these men and be like well, you're a fucking bitch
1: can you imagine if you're with a woman that's been in through this situation and you're being very sensitive about it over time, once, like I
0: said, I wanted a rough motherfucker. Like, you know,
1: then one time, she goes, "Let's role play a little." <laughs> the next thing you know, she, you're like, "Oh, I ain't doing that." No, no, oh. no, ain't happening.
0: Yeah, like what are you talking We're about? We're reversing the roles here, bitch. Slightly stabbing me in the shoulders like second base, pussy. <laughs> thought you went to state. <laughs> oh God. Oh no, but and also, it's an, like it, that all jokes be, aside, is an interesting thought process. There's is, an interesting kind of you know drop in the ocean that is this bullshit you have to
1: understandably treat these women these women in completely like you have to be very understanding yeah because they're they're going to be rightfully so everybody's going to have scars from this be traumatically fucked up for lack
0: of a better term Oh, I know. Could you imagine like any of these girls brings like first Thanksgiving. They're That's like, right. "Mom, this is Jonathan." And like their mom just fucking throws the serving <laughs> fork at them. They're like, "No mince. <laughs> you get out of my house." Yeah. I hit you with my chakla.
1: I mean, if I went through Gonzo some, get it. I went through something like this, say a woman took me hostage and held me hostage for 7 years, I might become gay.
0: Become? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Zing. <laughs> Where was I? Ah, oh, back to the story. Now Amanda Berry and Gina De Jesus received honorary diplomas from John Marshall High School in 2015. Oh, that's right. That, they, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That's that's good. Cool. Um, in an interview with WKYC, De Jesus says that she was volunteering for the Amber Alert Committee, offering comfort to families of abducted children, and she remains in touch with Amanda Berry and her family. In February 2017, the Marian, uh, Amanda Berry joined the staff of Fox affiliate WJW in Cleveland, where she hosts short recurring segments in which she reports missing person cases <coughs> Excuse me, in order to help families reunite with missing family members. And in April of 2019, Amanda Berry reunited with Charles Ramsey six years uh, since her rescue at an interview that was broadcast on WJW, which I told you I watched it was a great video. Um, the the house is no longer they they tore the house down and they wiped it from, uh, Google Maps and shit like that. That's like the the landscaping is still there, but the house is gone. Good, and as part of the plea bargain again, uh, they demolished the house in 2013, like the same year that it happened. Um, and night Michelle Knight was presented, uh. Was present at this demolition and handed out yellow balloons to spectators, which she said represented missing children. And the balloons were released before De, uh, before De Jesus's aunt, her aunt herself, got to swing the fucking crane to start destroying this house. That would be awesome, right? Now we get to back to Ariel Fuckboy Castro. He was found hanging from a bed sheet in his detention cell at the Correctional Reception Center in Orient, Ohio. Been there plenty of times. Um, on the evening of September 3rd, 2013. 2013. 2013. God damn it. It is. It's in uh, Piqua County. Uh, one month into his life sentence. He was 53 at the time of his death. Wait a minute.
1: This pussy can only make it one month. The girl's made 11 years. He can only make it one month
0: prison staff performed CPR on him. Ah, Sure they did before. Yeah. With their dicks uh, before he was taken to the Ohio State University Wexner Hospital Medical Center in Columbus, where he was pronounced dead shortly after the following day. Franklin County coroner Jack Gorniak announced that the preliminary autopsy had found the cause of death of Castro's death to be suicide by hanging. And he was later cremated they should have just thrown him in the fucking, like, just throw him in a ditch. Uh,
1: hold on. Before you, Gonzo's in the, has showed up.
0: Yeah, he's being a little baby wanting attention. Wanting attention. Or you should have showed up back when there was attention time. Now yeah, is fucking we, the end of an episode where I'm finishing up this story. The heat's on. We're not going to die. Where was I? Um, On October 10th of 2013, the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Correction released a report which suggested that Castro may have died accidentally from autoerotic asphyxiation rather than suicide. Gorniak rejected the possibility standing by her ruling of suicide, and the report also said that two prison guards had falsified logs documenting their observation of Castro hours before he was found dead. He was not on suicide watch at the time of his death, but had been subjected to routine checks every 30 minutes due to his notoriety.
1: So what are we saying? Maybe we have seen him.
0: A a consultant's report was released on December 3rd and officially concluded that, quote, all available evidence pointed to suicide, including a shrine -like, like arrangement of family pictures and the Bible and a Bible in Castro's cell an increasing tone of frustration in his prison journal and the reality of spending the rest of his life in prison while subject to constant harassment. The Ohio state highway patrol also reviewed the case and reached the same conclusion. I would venture to guess the guards took him out and I don't blame them. I would not. I've actually heard through the grapevine from people who were doing time around this time that that's what happened. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't surprise me. Good for them. Now, before anybody tries to reach out to me, couldn't tell you the name of the person that told me that. I honestly don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't, if that's what happened, I don't blame them. Or even if they, honestly, even if they just fucking pop the cell and let some people in there to do whatever the fuck they want and fuck him. Yeah. I mean, He's he's just taking up oxygen for no reason. If the guards did it, give him a medal. They deserve <laughs> a race. They should get fucking. They should get early retirement.
1: Um, and you know, here's the thing: people like that are gonna have a hard time in jail.
0: Oh, he, he would have been. A, he would have ended up dead anyway. Oh yeah, he was gonna get- He either would have ended up dead, or he would have ended up really fucked up, and he would have been in some type of uh protective unit with like former cops and shit like that. And I bet you, even they would beat the holy shit out of him every day. Yeah. Because cops and shit like that do kind of, they get separated automatically. Which, because
1: there's no chance in hell they're going to make it.
0: Right. And like I said, even if he got put in that that unit, I bet you he still would have got, got his ass beat on a regular basis. Because
1: I don't know much about prison. But what I do know is they don't take kindly to to people coming in that have done things to kids.
0: Mm-hmm. That's Especially in a situation like this where like they don't have to check your jacket. They don't have to have your they oh, don't yeah. have they, to walk up on up. you and ask about your your paperwork, bitch. You've been on the news for the last fucking yeah. like year. I
1: know you're coming. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just like it happened with Maurice Clarette, too. What? Oh, people people wanted to like test their might against Maurice Clarette when he went he it was the same prison. Oh really? he, my brother was locked up there when uh Maurice Claret rolled through. And a bunch of people were talking shit, talking about how they're going to fuck Maurice Clarett up when he got there, because he was the CRC up in Orient is just a is a reception center. Yeah. Very few people stay there to do time. Oh. You get sent there and then you get shipped out to fucking like what have you all over the place. Right. Some people do get to stay there, you know, if you're short time or you know, like I know they had some guys from like fucking Mansfield or some shit like that after the riots and. Some people that have like left gangs and stuff like that. But nobody took, nothing happened with Maurice Claret. He rolled up. What wasn't he just for? What'd he go away for? Guns, wasn't it? Yeah, it
1: wasn't. But it wasn't like something that would generally get your.
0: No, 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 no. They just, it was just because he was a well, He no. was an NFL player.
1: Yeah. So well, they you wanted to use that NFL player term loosely.
0: Well, so, so they wanted to be like this motherfucker, but then he comes off yoked. And everybody's like, maybe that's not the best idea. Like, yeah, probably not. Even we, if you know how to fight better than him, I bet you he can pick you up and throw you across yeah, the fucking so room.
1: Running backs at that level are still pretty fucking big. Yeah. Bigger than your average
0: motherfucker. Yeah. He's smarter than your average bear. Yep, so. Now, um, the only ending to this would be, um, <clears throat> obviously, some of his family completely disowned him. No shit. The fact that "some" is the word that they use to describe that is atrocious. You should all be ashamed of yourselves.
1: Whoever said he's just misunderstood.
0: Now, it might be it might run in the family. In uh, January 2014, Castro's nephew Jeremy J. Alisea was a arra- fuck you was arrested for and charged with 22 counts related to child pornography, including 21 counts of pandering sexually oriented matter involving a minor and one count of possessing a criminal tool
1: what's a criminal tool
0: anything that could be used for crime like it could be anything like if it could be a like a screwdriver that could you use this
1: assault. as a yeah in a crime
0: yeah it's a criminal tool? Yeah, like if it's something used to assault somebody or something used to break into a house or something like huh. that like it's a it's a criminal tool it's just like uh crime guns oh okay like anytime a gun enters the illegal market it is now a crime gun oh okay yeah okay now you know. So that's the story of a massive piece of shit.
1: All is well that ends well. You know, this is one of the weird... This This is a, a horrific story that actually has a good ending. Most don't end this way. You know what I'm saying? Most true crime stories that will would get covered do not end this way. With... Was vest- him being dead, which he should be. Well, and the victims, A, still alive. Mm-hmm. Well, th- what, three or four of the. What was. One of them did. There was one body found, right? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought there was one body found.
0: No, the three. Not that I found. Oh, them. okay. But so the victims. The survived. three girls made it out. The unborn children, for the most part, did not.
1: The, th- the victims survived. Seemed to be. What we could tell well adjusted. Mm-hmm. Didn't go down that we know of a bad path of their own due to their experience. Yeah. This douchebag got
0: what he deserved. He did. All is well at ends well. Minus the Horrible emotional scars that these girls have to live. But with like I said, they seem. But like the, it, it, it seems it, like they they're they're dealing with it the best. They're way trying life. to it. I you know right. what I'm saying. Like, like I said, I'm pretty sure, I can. I'm pretty sure there is or was a book at least in the works at some point. I don't know have that. I'm glad that they they added in the stipulation that he could not financially benefit from any of this. Well, see, I don't think,
1: I think that's part of the. That's in the
0: uh, Oh, it might be I now. I think they've
1: made that to where you can't, nobody can financially benefit from the crime. I think. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm. Well, you that can.
0: Happen. I just don't think the person who committed the crime can. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, in jail, the person. Just ask Edward James Almost, the guy that almost got killed over making a movie about the Mexican mafia. Oh, yeah. Thanks he to said, that. I told him, Eddie, you can't do that. I'll talk to him. I'm Danny Trejo. Yes. So, my face looks like a fucking topographical map but he's a bad motherfucker I love Danny Trejo so yeah hopefully everybody's not too sad after this one because it did turn out alright considering the best case situation case scenario,
1: Best. this is the best scenario it could have turned out
0: I don't know about that best scenario they let the girls beat him to death with their bare hands or dildos
1: oh fucked him to death with dildos Saints Row 3 style Filled every fucking hole and suffocated him.
0: And beat him at the same time.
1: <laughs> I don't see that. Uh, I didn't see that come up come up in my Pornhub porn hub search.
0: Probably out there. That'd be great. Would if be. they got to kill him themselves, that would have been pretty good. But then again, would it have fixed anything? You no. know what I'm saying? Because not everybody's bad. made to kill. That's true. It's a real pickle we're in. Well, I guess it's not. It's a real hypothetical pickle we're in. Yeah. Well, well. he's dead. Fuck him. He deserves it. He deserved he deserved the multiple life sentences plus a thousand years and the death penalty.
1: And the candy ass could only do one. They
0: should have just they should have locked him in a room by himself so nothing could happen to him and then let him sit there until he died and then resuscitate him just so they could kill him. Yes. I concur. Yeah. Well. Capital punishment's wrong not in
1: all situations <laughs> nope all right i thank you for sharing <laughs> that wonderful story with us
0: well let's go watch hallmark movies
1: <laughs> we're gonna go watch the lifetime general some christmas movies on lifetime genre.
0: oh speaking of that fucking what is it the devil made me do it that i was telling you about yeah the documentary on netflix Weak. oh it's I'm fucking sorry. weak. Oh, i'm
1: sorry yeah Stupid. So we will probably be back <coughs> Oh god damn.
0: This depends on if Phil fucking goes <laughs> checks himself into the hospital
1: again. This, this could be a solo podcast from here on out. Yeah. A, any,
0: mo- any Jack moment. Wagon keeps not refilling his fucking necessary medications. Ah, fuck it. Or if I start keep being fat. So th- know, I've been very good up until the holiday week. Once the holiday week hit, I was like, fuck it. We're I'm eating snacks and shit. We're fucking picking out. We've. I went back to it after Thanksgiving, though. I've been to the gym twice since Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, me too. Wait. No, once. I went the day before Thanksgiving, and then I went. Wait. No, yeah. I went well, the day before Thanksgiving, and then I went Friday all been... and Saturday. Yeah, so Did
1: I you go Friday? Twice. Yeah. Okay, then you've been twice. Yeah. Good, Good job. You get a cookie. Loser. All right. We are out of here. Thanks to everybody in the uh, live stream chat room on YouTube. Spotify Uh, and stuff. Check us out on your favorite podcast app. And also go over to YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And you can join us live. We will see you next week. And
0: leave us reviews. Hopefully good
1: ones. (laughs) And if bad, just make them funny and we'll talk about it. Yeah.
0: What the fuck? Oh, apparently that's all I had to do.
1: Yeah. You said click on it. Yeah. So, right, Gonzo's work. here. We'll see you guys next week. Gonzo, come up, come fucking early next time. Be on time.
2: Yeah.
1: So, we, we gave a, oh, did you end it already?
0: No, I haven't hit yes.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, we gave ample time.
0: We've been here for
1: over two hours. Yes, we've actually been We started wide.
0: at like
2: 8.50. Yeah, so, hey, we're doing our part, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.